Yo! They're adding Ken Ross. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. They're adding weapon parts for Glimmer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Weapon parts because I break every goddamn weapon down. I've got hundreds of the things. I found out that you can only hold 200 of one thing and then it starts another pile. So I deleted them. Because that game. Are you talking about Destiny? Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely thought Bill was so excited about something. I'm going to wear both headphones and hope I can't hear the explosions. Quick, before I start singing Adele again, let's go. <clears throat> <laughs> too late it happened now it's too late the gas you okay then welcome everybody to the permanent podcast episode 21 wait 22 isn't it isn't it 22 no it's it's 21 Get Ross. Can drink in America, buddy. I'm gonna look this up right now. Remember, because last time I said next time might be a video. We'll get drunk as a joke. Um, let's see. God, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ken Ross is right. Ken Ross is right. Welcome to the episode 21. All all day. I'm thinking, all day every day. Episode I'm 21. thinking all all day. I'm thinking. Oh man, we're episode 22. Bill, oh. Bill's been psyching himself up all day. Episode 22. Welcome to episode 20. Oh. Bug, yeah. I was practicing in front of my mom. You know, how should I introduce it? She's going to be so disappointed. It's Pro- pronounced 2012, right, mom? 2012? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you asshole. That's what she's saying. It's going to be there. Go do your like, stupid things. I never... So I, I, speaking of my mom, I, I, I kind of uh, unrelated, but I never told her she was in my uh, No To Make Contabile video until after I put it on YouTube. Uh... <laughs> Where I uh, asked her what note I made Wait, wait, wait. videos? Oh, well, in, a, in another life. Ah. Uh, I can judge you now because I'm currently making videos. So until I put that up, she had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. Uh, uh, so I, that's if, you're, if, if I'm your son, that's what you can expect. Putting the internet well, without your consent. You're not. It's a good job that you're not many people's sons then, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you're only two people's son, I hope. Oh, right? a whole a whole uh, committee of people. Oh, okay. Oh. So you're like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito in Twins. <laughs> I never seen that movie. Uh, uh, there's there's a giant semen milkshake. Damn. Well, I I know the uh, the tentative title of episode twenty one. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Kiras. Welcome. This <laughs> is it, is it Adele. Welcome to the welcome to the show. Uh, we talk about games here. Uh, and we're going to be doing a lot of that today. It's been a long time. Uh, I feel like we say that. Wait, do we have the same discussion last time? I feel like we say this all the time. But yeah, it's been a do. long time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fun uh, fact, it's going to be a long time till 22. Mm-hmm. Like January time. Earliest. Unless we get very lucky in December. In which case 23 will be very... Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you my game of the year now then. It's Fallout 4. Well, that's what January's for. Yeah, but I'm telling you now. That's what it's going to be. It's not out yet. But that's what's going to be. No. Um, second order of business. Uh, it is currently National Explosion Day in the UK. So apologies if you hear explosions. Okay. Here's where we get to quiz Bill. Bill, what's bonfire Bill, night? Bill, Bill. Bill. Well, I mean, I don't know all the details, you know. 
I just know there's some Guy Fox shit going on. Uh, there was some trees. All right, so so who was Guy Fox? There's a little poem, dude. I don't know. <laughs> okay, he's got right, that. What, what, what's the little poem? What's the little poem? Ah, uh, yeah. Do she I have to, us with a poem. Do I have to like say it like I'm a yeah. like a? Oh no, I mean like, but do I have to say it in, like a certain way? Like remember, it, like, remember the fifth of November. There's a gunpowder chasing and plot. I don't remember the rest. Something about how it shouldn't be no forgotten. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Yeah. Okay. I know no reason why Bill should have ever forgot. <laughs> I think Emmy is now the first person I've ever known to know more than remember, remember the 5th of November for gunpowder treason and plot. That's the only part. Wait, so the the fr- why the it's the important bit. I, I know the important bit then. All right, she know the important bit. Well... I mean, you know that there, there is something that happens. You know, they're, the bit. they're both, they're she both knows pretty important bits. What is important about it? So uh, basically, um, Bonfire Night is where Guy Fawkes, this dude, a long time ago, tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament, got caught, and then was was he hung, drawn, and quartered? Uh, I think so. Or he was burned. Let's have a look. Because. Burning. Because I don't think sense. he was burned. Like, burning makes that, sense. Yeah, but... there's a there used to be a thing. It's not so much now, where uh, people would make like guys, which is a, a little scarecrow type dude, carry him around in a wheelbarrow and beg for money, and then they burn him. Oh. Uh, uh, now we just celebrate it with big fires and fireworks. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we we celebrate um, failed terrorism with explosions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. Bonfire night is like my favorite night of the year because I love fireworks. And it used to be, it wasn't Christmas that all my family got together. It was bonfire night because everybody would be like busy doing their own family stuff on Christmas. So, okay. While climbing to the hanging platform, however, he jumped from the ladder and broke his neck, dying instantly. So he died from uh, from suicide, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Killed himself. I mean, to be fair. Seems like a nicer thing to do to yourself if you have no way of escaping, rather than so long actually as you being hung or Yeah. If you don't die, then you're just like in a lot of pain, and then they still hang you. Anyway, oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why me and Kenros sound like we're in a war zone right now. Yeah. British don't history worry about it. on the Permadeath podcast. Now you uh, might also. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interrupt for as much as I can in the beginning, and uh, then uh, sort of go on. Now, you used to have a theme song, Bill, for this podcast, a theme tune. Oh, yeah. uh, I think in the time that I've been here, it's only been used once, and then there was mm-hmm. the first episode that I was in where it was a song sung by a b- bunch of birds. Um, Which one is that? It was about running away. <laughs> Run so far away. <laughs> <laughs> a flock of seagulls. Yeah. 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 Um, so I have taken it upon myself because you keep telling me there's a new theme tune coming. Um, each episode, I'm going to be playing something. Oh, that's right! Uh, until it gets done. <laughs> so, if you don't want me to play stuff anymore, uh, get on Bill. Uh, if you have <laughs> ideas of things for me to Literally. play, get on me. <laughs> I mean, technically, I don't mind this being the default way, because I don't know what's going on with the other one. That's um, up to somebody else. Um, who made the first one? Uh, I don't know who made the first but, uh, one. But I haven't talked to them in a little bit. Um, okay. Uh, well, but, this, is uh, a, uh, this is cool too. It, okay. it, it'll remind me of when I did the miniverse and I m- made a new theme song for every episode, which was always fun. So uh, this would be this would be a good a good tradition and culture. 
to bring to the Permanent podcast Ken Ross and his what's the instrument called? A melodica. Um, so it might sound awful over Skype. <laughs> I apologize. Ken Ross and his melodica. That's the, this is a traditional um, bonfire night song in celebration. <laughs> I'm actually quite nervous. So this is a um, a breath operated instrument. So it might sound a little bit shaky. <laughs> There you go. Thank you. Now that song's gonna be in my head. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> So yeah, if you know of any simple tunes, I have uh, two octaves, two and a half octaves to play with from F. So uh, it needs to fit on that, and uh, it needs to be easy for a simpleton to learn. (laughs) Episode 21 is commenced. I don't think we're ever going to get a better episode than this one, I'll be honest. (laughs) I am disappointed that I spoke. I, I did that purely for Andy. I'm sorry that I spoiled it, but I was getting impatient. <laughs> Triple dent gum will make you smile. Right, Triple dent gum, it lasts a while. Triple dent gum, it'll help you, mister, to kick bad breath right in the kisser. Triple dent gum. Is that a real gum? No. No. Well, I mean, it's sort of based on Trident, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um. Where's it from? No. Uh, Inside Out. Oh, I have not seen that yet. Uh, you should shamefully very good film um, mm. very good film very big Pixar fan I'm very shameful uh, apparently it was going to be a lot darker but it was too much for Pixar so they uh, mm. they changed it around a bit and then I still hear it made people sad um, yes yes it did so... <laughs> it was going to make them even more sad with an extra minute of footage oh yeah my headphones came out I can't hear you right this second keep talking oh oh, oh no oh no oh no I mean, why is it taking so long to plug your headphones back in, Bill? Well, you know, sometimes it, it you know, I can't, I, I can't, I'm a good answer for that. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Should we talk about games? Video games! We have a, we have a lot of games. Video games. To discuss. Uh, so I went bit, to, uh, Oh, yeah, EGX, yeah, that's more important than to, non-existent news. Yeah, that's I went not sarcasm EGX either, I swear. And, to be honest, most of the games that I played kind of out already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What oh, for like, t- for reference Assassin's of uh, for reference of time? What when did you go to AGX? Uh, in relation to uh, now, September wasn't it? End of September. <laughs> so a month and a half ago. Um. <laughs> so I played Assassin's Creed and that came out. I played Triforce Heroes and that came out. Uh, what else did I play there? Star Fox. Shut up. Do you play uh, um, Chronicles? Yes. Oh my goodness, that's the one that I want to talk about the most, actually. Um, so I want to talk about Xenoblade Chronicles X first. I did make a video with Vector Gaming about this, but that video never came out. So uh, so that's what this is for. Exclusive! Yes. <laughs> um, I've played Xenoblade Chronicles X. I didn't think it would be there as like a demo. Because if you think about a JRPG, my first question was, like... how are they going to demo this? Yeah. Um, there was no queue for it. Like literally, I got in this line, and then they went, "Do you want to go? Do you want to go around the corner? Because there's like three consoles free." And I was like, "What? Are you kidding me?" Give me a third arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, me, Andy, and Matt all played Xenoblade Chronicles X, and the way that they demoed it was really cool, because it was the only game that I got a really substantial amount of time with, Mm -hmm. because the demo was 25 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, Which is insane. Like, if you think about demos at trade shows like this, usually about five to ten minutes. Mm. If Um, you're lucky. Yeah, if you're very lucky, because... Uh, I don't know, the Assassin's Creed demo felt really short. And I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game properly since 3. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, they've changed everything. I have no idea what I'm doing. And then they were like, okay, sorry, your time's up. You have to... Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> but I walked in a circle. But the queue for <clears throat> Assassin's Creed was, like, non-existent. Like, no one wanted to play Assassin's Creed. That surprises me. Um... Like, I think we queued for it for 20 minutes, which for a big AAA game is ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, back to Xenoblade Chronicles. That game's going to be so good. That game's going to be so freaking good. The demo was so much fun. And I just I just want to have it now, preferably before Fallout, but it comes out a month from now. So, uh... so in because a demo of a JRPG is obviously not going to be ideal you're not going to have an impression of the story you're going to be dropped somewhere in terms of combat progression (laughs) i assume that you were like dropped in a field with a mech no 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 um they dropped you in quite early in the story Mm -hmm. um but highly advised that you did not progress the story at all so they were like so they were just like do the open world bit yeah, you, they were said you can progress the story, but you aren't going to understand what happens. And please do not save it because it will mess the demo up really badly. <laughs> um, which someone actually did. Like someone saved it after they progressed the story, and it broke the demo, and they had to like close the Wii U down for a bit. Um, so they just like stuck us in, you know, sort of like the the gore plane sort mm-hmm. of place that was in Xenoblade Chronicles, yeah, the first. Uh, it was like that sort of size of an area, and they were like, just walk around, have some fun, I'll explain some combos to you, and it's got like a really cool combo system, um, and it's different from Xenoblade Chronicles. Different so, enough that I might not hate it? I don't know why you hated the first one, apart from the game didn't work for you properly, which I don't really understand. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it another try, but I'm... Do it, bring it to Japan with you. Of course I am. It's on my, it's a download title, so I can't not bring it. (laughs) Um, Because if you get bored on the plane, because I'm probably going to be playing a little bit of Xenoblade Chronicles on the plane. Mm -hmm. um, We can, I can try and see what's wrong. Mech on it, what's wrong? I don't don't understand. I don't understand. (laughs) And the time. I'll try and explain it to you. Mm. Um, But yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles X is good. And it's completely separate from the first one. So it's different characters, different mechanics. Uh, it's got mechs in it. I don't know how those work, but um, everything's totally yes. separate. So if you haven't played like Xenoblade Chronicles or Xenoblade Chronicles 3D, it's not a big deal if you want to go and play Xenoblade Chronicles X. So I mean, it seems kind of... Because like, as far as I'm aware, like the mechs are a pretty important thing. Because in all of the promotional stuff that I've seen, there are mechs. So it seems a bit weird that they wouldn't have like at least a small section that they could honest... load up and be like, here's a mech, off you go. 
I think what they did is they just put a bit of the game onto a demo disc and it just happened to be really early on in the game before you get... I don't think they're called mechs. I think they're called, like, well, dolls or something. I don't know. Yeah. Right, let's have a look. Metal Gear. I always, no, no. Uh, I always love the uh, the names that anime and, and games give mechs that's not mechs. I'm not obviously not going to call it mechs, but, like, but I always I, love yeah, it. Why, can't, why don't they call them mechs? Because it's not owned by anyone. I mean, I guess they figure in their own unique universe there's a name for these, just like... Uh, but then again, a car's a car, you know, it doesn't... And anything. I mean, or is it just so that they can say... Like, it, it, that they are then creating their own brand so that a Gundam yeah. is a Gundam. Yeah, yeah. And um, that are... Yeah. And... They're called Skells, and apparently someone didn't get their Skell until 55 hours into the game. Yo! <laughs> Yo! Okay. Why is it in so much that? promo stuff? Because it looks cool. Well, the, 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 well, the funny thing about that game is that's probably not even halfway done. So, like, uh, I guess... Alternatively, they could have been doing the I'm not going to progress the story at all. Oh, yeah. And it's actually, like, yeah. an hour and a half in, you can get your Skell. <laughs> But they been, took yeah, they could just have been doing side quests for a real long time. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, the story. I forgot about the story. I should get my skill. <laughs> get your skill together. Um, I don't like the name skill. I think that's kind of... You'll probably know. get used to it. It's a bit weird. Um, but Is there is a skill tree? A skill skill tree. I had to explain oh! it to Bill. <laughs> no, I was uh, I was looking up different names for mechs. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. So, have either of you got any questions about Xenoblade Chronicles X before I talk um, about? <laughs> on a scale of one to gorgeous, how good does it look? Gorgeous. Okay. It's like a ten. It looks so good. How's the silent protagonist? I didn't progress the story, so I didn't really notice that. Is there still like battle band? Well, obviously, I guess not for the protagonist. Is he still, do they still stay stuff? Oh, is he silent? Yeah. Well, he or she is silent. You make your character. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know what I think to that because I kind of. Peter Chulk. To be fair, if it, if it makes it so that the main character isn't as insufferable as Shulk can be at times, <laughs> that's fine. Um. But I've pre-ordered the game, so I will let you know when I actually have a chance to play more than a couple of hours of it, because it's coming out less than a month after Fallout, by mm-hmm. which point I will not be done with Fallout. It's and I go to Japan, go so... Yeah, <laughs> and then I go to Japan, like, <clears throat> immediately afterwards, so... I'll play it before the next episode, though. <laughs> I'll let you know. I should probably have it by then, too. Whether I play it or not is one is another thing, but... Um... Bill, we've we got to make a pact. God plays Xenoblade Chronicles. <laughs> Hashtag buy Metroid. <laughs> the buy you Metroid buy, movement you can, is what, dead. You can buy Xenoblade Chronicles for your Wii U. Yeah, but I have the disc. But you don't plug in your Wii. What? I thought you said that you don't. Your Wii's unplugged. Yeah, but I don't need the Wii. On the Wii U. Yeah, oh yeah, I forgot yeah, about that. It's got backwards compatibility because they're Nintendo and they're fucking smart. Hashtag. Buy well, <laughs> Nintendo's not always smart, but uh. No, yeah, I, 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 I gotta throw it in. I gotta throw it in. I got something to say about JRPGs a little later, though. Um, that's why maybe I haven't played it uh, yet. But um, we'll get into that later. One day, one day before Permadeath <laughs> just like ceases to function. The, the question I will is, get you to play. Is, will I finish Xenoblade before Bill? No. <laughs> will I finish Xenoblade before Walking Dead? No. <laughs> mm, that's okay. <laughs> 
Um, Actually, Ken Ross, you might finish Xenoblade before me, uh, because, and I'll get into this more later as well, Ken Ross, you're the most persistent gamer I've ever met in my life. Uh, in terms of playing stuff you're not really enjoying, so... Uh, <laughs> I have uh, so much to talk about. <laughs> so much. But uh, yeah, we'll get into that later as well. But what else, yeah. have, you, what else have you seen at uh, EGX? I've got to talk about Star Fox. Yes, I'm interested. I got to talk about my experience with Star Fox because it now, genuinely nearly made me cry. And this, <laughs> this, is, this is an important point to make. Your experience of Star Fox was less than ideal for yeah, reasons I'm, I'm other gonna, than the game. I'm going to explain that real briefly. I'm, I'm interested uh, to know the quality of the game if it has to do with the delay that was recently announced. Uh, Say recently, that. it was like a, a month or two ago. Well, uh, Russ, not long, not long, week. not long after EGX. I, yeah. I think I think it needed more polish, so I'm fine. I'm actually like really okay with the delay because I didn't really enjoy it that yeah. much. Yeah. But the reason that I didn't enjoy it so much was because I jumped onto this machine after queuing for an hour and a half. I would like to point out the queues were long for Star Fox, which kind of surprised me because no many people still cared that much about Star Fox, but apparently they did. Uh, so I jumped onto this machine. I was so excited. I played through to the boss of the first level, which is Cornaria. Um, and it's very, very, very similar to Star Fox 64. Um, so I played through to the boss. I died at the boss because I could not figure out the camera at all to save my life. Couldn't do it. And then... Um, I died and it kicked me off the game saying thanks for playing and the like person came over and went did you have fun alright move on I've got to do the next person now and I'm like I've queued up for an hour and a half I've been waiting ten fucking years for this game are you joking me and um, Matt and Andy who had never really played Star Fox that much before got to play for another ten minutes <laughs> what the yeah. fuck yeah um and I was genuinely, like, so upset. I was stood at the end of, like, where the machines were. And uh, I was so close to crying because I was so disappointed. Because um, I wanted to play more. <laughs> I wanted it to be good. Um, but the only reason that I don't think that the game is very good is because they had the motion controls on. Mm-hmm. But from what Andy's been telling me, apparently he did not have motion controls on. So I have a little bit more hope of it being more of an enjoyable experience than of what the fuck is going on. How am I supposed to control this experience? If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So if you've ever played a Star Fox game, your aiming reticle is what you control. Is No, is it? I've actually forgotten. I think you control that with the control stick and you uh, move the pad up and down to control where you're flying. Yeah. Um, and it just doesn't work for me. I've played too many Star Fox games where the aiming reticle goes in the direction that your ship's going. <clears throat> and um, if I can turn the motion controls off, I'll probably really love it, to be honest. But I do not know if that is a thing that is possible yet. So, so unfortunately, you're about as clueless as you were before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably more confused because I was at least hopeful that I was going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I just know that when Nintendo go to these events, they need more employees on their big game because they had three 
yep. for eight machines, I think. So they had eight Star Fox machines going, which is probably why I had to queue up for an hour and a half to play it in the first place. Mm. They had more Splatoon machines, to put that into perspective. Um, which is a game that's already out, so... Um, yeah, they had one employee on the side that I was on, so she didn't know how long I was on the game for, which is why she ushered me away, I think. Yeah. Um, and they had two employees on the side where Andy and Matt were. Mm-hmm. So they got a lot more, like, one-on-one, this is how you play the game if you've never played a Star Fox game before. So, so unfortunate, <clears throat> to say the least. Anything else yep. that you saw at the... Uh... I saw loads of stuff. How was the division? Uh, the division was good. Um, the division was good, but I don't know if I'm going to get it. <laughs> um, that's the that's the team one. I'm I'm getting increasingly confused between the division and Rainbow Six at this point. Uh, the division is the one that's set in like the post-apocalyptic New York. So the one with the total totally real team chat that's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. To be honest, when when I was playing the game, I totally understood where that sort of talk was coming from. Matt understood it even better because he was with two people that were actually talking like that. Um, But I was like, okay, communication is like super important in this game. And the only reason that I think I'm not going to get it is because I was really bad at it. Really, really bad. I don't think I even killed a person. Andy was worse. I'll point that out. Andy was definitely worse because I was like on the ground next to him, like, "Can you revive me?" Because I'm down, and he's like, "Where are you?" And then started like jumping up crates, and jumping over walls and stuff because he didn't know the buttons because he's never used an Xbox controller apparently. But it's pretty much exactly the same as a PlayStation controller. It's got the buttons. X is jump. X X is not where he thinks X is apparently. So. Oh, I suppose if it's like telling you to hit X, he'll instinctively hit A. Yeah. Um, so, uh... Apple. The Division was good. Um, I think if you're into shooters and stuff, you'll probably like it a bunch more than I did. Yay! And I got interviewed for Ubisoft. Like, I saw the picture. some dude. Yeah, I saw a picture. Yeah. I don't, I don't know where that video went. It's gonna go right in the so... bonus features for the game. <laughs> with, the, with the digital deluxe edition, I hope not, because I looked rough as shit. On that Just day, that, we'd been, that we'd been in the division queue for about three hours. I swear, it was they, like two or three hours. They want to keep you. They want to keep you in the queue to make you start looking like the people in the game, <laughs> so you can but, get the most authentic so, interview experience afterwards. Like, you look like you just came out of the division. Like, no shit. They said at one point, "What was the best part?" And I was like, "You have seats here because nowhere <laughs> had seats." Nowhere in the entire exhibition. The only reason I, I queued for three hours was so I could sit down. <laughs> I saw chairs. <laughs> I waited. Um, like that booth was really cool as well. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, you know how, you, like, when you demo games, it's really nice to have seats now and again. Ubisoft mm. were the only ones who had seats. Like that twenty-five minutes Xenoblade X Chron- Chronicles X demo didn't have a seat. Um, didn't so I spent seats. I saw. <clears throat> I thought people were sat down there. All the indie get like the little indie games. Indie games had like stalls, but if it was a popular indie game, you weren't going to get a stall. Like Gang Beasts, we played Gang Beasts, and that was awesome. No idea what that is. Uh, It's like a brawler eight-player local co-op. Yeah, looks really fun. Game, not not co-op. It's not co-op. So it's like Smash versus eight-player Smash. 
Smash. Sort of. Um, but all you have to do is grab people and like throw them off the stage or whatever. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and it's really cool. Look it up. Gang Beasts, really, really cool. I like that game a lot. I would buy it, I just don't know when I would ever play it because it's only local. It doesn't yeah. have online right now, so... Sort of like Nidhogg. Like, I never play Nidhogg online. Mm-hmm. I, well, it's a pain I've in the never... ass. I never knew Nidhogg. It doesn't work. I never knew it, yeah, it, it... I never knew it had online. <clears throat> yeah, it does. It's crap. It's I rubbish. bought it and Effie and I tried to play and I think in an hour period <clears throat> we had maybe 10-15 minutes of actually playing. It was not good. It, it was a pain. Um, I played Tomb Raider. Oh. oh. Uh, we got stuck in like one of the tombs, I guess, and had to figure out a puzzle. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. If I had an Xbox One, I would be I would be buying that next week. Mm-hmm. Like even though Fallout comes out on the same day, I would be buying it next week. Oh, it comes out. It comes out the same day as Full Globe. Yep. It's a weird choice for sure. Because I feel like those are two like. The demographics for that those two games are pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. Like, there is a, a significant overlap. So you're actually making people choose between one or the other. And I, would, I think that people I would obviously choose Fallout. Fallout. I would obviously choose Fallout over Tomb Raider, even if I had an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. But it would be nice... I'm, I'm assuming in this world where I have an Xbox One, I've got a fair amount of money. So uh, yeah. it'd be nice to get both. Mm-hmm. So that when I'm just sort of wanting something that's a bit more linear... Yeah. Tomb Raider would be quite good for that, but it's a, f- a huge mistake releasing those two games on the same day. Like, I mean, it the... starts to become inevitable t- towards this end of the year. But considering that Microsoft have like exclusive deals with both Fallout with the mod stuff and Tomb Raider with it being like exclusive to the Xbox One for a time, Fallout Four <clears throat> on the Xbox One also comes with Fallout Three. Does it? Yes. It's going to be one of the um, backwards compatible games, so it comes with Fallout 3. It's quite interesting. Hmm. Also, the advertising tells like... me that suddenly popped up yesterday. It's I wonder if it'll always booster. be like that, because um, I'd like to play Fallout 3 again, but it doesn't work on my PC. It sort of like forces itself to crash. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be suggesting that it's a pre-order bonus. So okay. Yeah, I think it just comes bundled. I think they yes. said that at E3. Uh, Todd Howard was like, and you know, it, it comes with Fallout 3. Or something like that. <laughs> I didn't mean to make fun of him, but that's just how he sounds. <laughs> sounds like the guy from Extra Credits. Um, what else did I play? Uh, I think that's all the big stuff, to be honest. Tomb Raider, The Division, all the Nintendo stuff. Um, oh, there's a cool game that's like an indie game that's coming out on the Wii U. Okay. Um, I think it's called Fast Racing Neo, and it's like F Zero. It's so it's so close, so close to F Zero. I'm so excited for it. Someone picked up. Someone one. picked up Nintendo's uh, Slack here. Hmm. Look at this. Yeah, it's it's called Fast Racing Neo. It looks a bit like Wipeout. Yeah, it's what F Zero is like. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I've never played F Zero. Um, I'm very excited. Very excited about them because. Uh, I don't know if you know, there's two games that I've wanted for a very long time. One of them was a new F-Zero, one of them was a new Star Fox. We've got half of it, so... Uh... Hmm. I'm watching this trailer for Fast Racing. Why didn't, mm. they, why didn't they just say, hey, dude... Bill, do you, do you have audio I on have that to, trailer? I, I have it muted, man. I, 
I am prepared to join this <laughs> lesson. And I was about to, to watch it, and then I was like, wait. And they showed me to unmute no. it. Um, no. They should have just told these dudes, hey, you'll make it F-Zero. Yeah, they should have, because they would have made a really good job with it. Um, I mean, maybe that's what they'll do. If like, I played well, against... Be like, yeah, we'll buy you. I played against Matt, and I ended up beating Matt, I think. But it wasn't like I understood everything that was happening immediately. Like, it wasn't identical to F-Zero, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So it's got, like, this function where you can switch between your cart... Cart? <laughs> your, like, I don't know... Vehicle. Racer. Uh, between having, like, orange and blue trailer bits off of it. And you get bigger boosts if you go over blue boost pads while your car is giving off the blue boosty bits and orange. Oh. So it's got, like, a little bit... <clears throat> More, more than just go fast, I guess. It's like, mm-hmm. go fast, but there's logic to going fast. Sounds cool. Cool. It still uh, says initial release date 2015, so that's not... That's probably not right. Uh, but, it's a month and a half. Um, I played Triforce Heroes as well, but that game's out now, and no one wants to play it with me because no one wants to buy it. I so. really want to buy it, play it, but I'm having to be hesitant because I'm getting half people telling me that they'll pick it up for me for Christmas. I'm like, well, damn. So I can't buy it just in case they do. And I'm like, and I tried oh. playing it single player. It's, it's not good single player. It's really cumbersome. So. No. No, I'm sorry. It's a good don't. multiplayer experience though. So you only got a couple of months to wait. And in that time you'll be playing fallout. So yeah, I'll be playing fallout. And when I'm not playing fallout, I'll be playing another giant RPG. So, uh, I'm good. I don't have any portable games, though. This is the problem. I need a portable game. <laughs> because uh, Japan. Yeah. And the only thing I've been playing at the minute, again, is Xenoblade Chronicles, just because I felt like playing Xenoblade Chronicles. So Get... I'm on my second playthrough of that now. Get Master Hunter. I should. It's not gone down in value, though. No Nintendo games do. <laughs> oh, Until the consoles are <laughs> <Yeah>. defunct. <laughs> I mean, I've got. A, I can bring a couple of things that you might want to get. Master, have around with. Get a. What do I got here? Get a. Get Tales of the Abyss. Not Tales a, of the Abyss. I should oh. play that. <laughs> I should play that. It's pretty good. I've been meaning to play that since like. I bought it on my birthday and played about five hours of it so far. You're gonna have to restart because you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. That's right. I, I don't think it. I like. <clears throat> I like the combat and stuff in Tales of the Abyss, but I don't think I like the way that the overworld is. Mm. I know that's a really weird thing to say, but after I don't think I can go back after playing Xenoblade Chronicles. It is strange. I don't think I can go back. Is that is that the? I haven't played Abyss in a while. Uh, I haven't finished it either. But is the overworld like where you're kind of running on that? Like I don't know how to describe it. We're like. It's like a flat thing with things scaled down to about the size of you, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. I don't like that, and I really don't like that. But the combat's really fun. I can't but... even conceive of that world map. I'm just going to Google it's it. interesting. Yeah, let's let's Google it to make sure I'm not making that up, and it's not like Final Fantasy VI that I'm talking about or something dumb. I think you're right, if I remember. I played Tales of the Abyss on a trip last year for a little bit, and I remember the overworld being... Uh... Like, it looks like um. I typed in Tales of the Abyss Abyss Overworld. Bill, you fucking idiot. 
It looks kind of Final Fantasy-ish. Like, it's a 3D... I guess, like, Final Fantasy would be overhead, and this is an angle, like, isometric, I guess. It sucks having to go back. It's not as bad as I thought it was, to be fair. It's just that you're not used to it. I'm not used to it. I'm going back from, like, the massive worlds that were in Xenoblade Chronicles. I don't know. This is actually uh, a topic I actually wanted to touch on. I actually had a topic in mind for today. Um, oh wow! My but uh, we can uh, get into it after we're uh, done with um, what we've been all playing and stuff like that. Or we can get into it now; it doesn't really matter. Um, nah, we'll stick with uh, all we'll the games, and then I can just put an annotation and say, "For the topic, go here." Yeah, if you're interested in that, now click that, motherfucker. Um, Unless you're on I... iTunes, in which case, don't. <laughs> in which case, please, please rate us. Um, yeah. Anyway. Continue. Okay, maybe maybe it'll be Tales of the Abyss. Yeah, it does have that weird overworld thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where like okay. it kind of like yeah. wants to give you this massive scale, but like obviously the game's limited and it's and it's hardware on PS2 too. I'm not just talking about the 3DS, so it makes the overworld look grand, but it makes everything kind of smaller. So like when you walk up to a city, like you're like like three fourth the size of the city kind of looking thing. And, oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, it, it lets you it lets you cover <laughs> what is this, a city for ants. It lets you <laughs> it lets you cover a lot of ground. Like in the overworld, like oh look how big the world is, and you can get around the overworld. A lot of old RPGs did it that way. Um, I don't necessarily have an issue with that because if the overworld is massive and empty, then it's just a pain in the ass, and it takes time that it doesn't need to. Mm, kind of like yeah. Tales of Sisteria, which I want to talk about later. I really want, I really want to get into <clears> the Tales of series, but. <laughs> don't know if i can do it i own two of them and i've played like five hours of one of them so i own two as well uh which, which ones because i've got uh, tales of the abyss 3d and i own abyss and vesperia um I've got tales i used to own it. i used to own symphonia for the gamecube and I actually because symphonia was on two discs i actually played a fuck ton of symphonia up towards probably close to the end of the second disc i just, like in typical bill fashion i don't beat shit even when i play it for I saw it. I saw you're just like, oh, is am I? Is this the end of the game that I'm coming to? Better take the disc. <laughs> Better stop right it here. <laughs> it happened to me with Lost Odyssey as well for the 360, which is one of the only JRPGs I really want to go back and like actually finish because I really, really love Lost Odyssey. Is that um, Enslaved to the West? Or is, is no, that? No, no, no. It's one with samurais, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You got kind of looks like a samurai. Or is it Enslaved um, Lost? Or... I don't know. Enslaved uh, was a game by Team Ninja. Um, which was an that action is apparently platformer. amazingly good. That is amazingly good. No one good. played. Nobody played it. The game's beautiful. It's fun. Good characters. Great motion cap. Great story. It's got Andy Serkis in it, I think. Totally underrated game. Yeah, he is. Uh, I believe so. Um, <laughs> and I said, yeah, he is. And I said, I wasn't sure. <laughs> uh, Typical Bill. But I uh, know Lost Odyssey was fantastic. That was by um, Sakaguchi. Um, that was his company, Mistwalker, he started when he left Square. <laughs> Um, it's the Final I Fantasy tried playing game. that game and didn't understand the combat right away, so I got rid of it. <laughs> if I remember correctly, that's the one where you got to hold the button in, like with the ring, right? And it has to like yes. line up with the ring or something like that. I think I remember correctly. I got to, if, like, you, if you want to buy it and you're in the UK, you can get it for like two pounds. It's like ridiculously cheap. Great game. Comes on four discs, so beware. Um, <laughs> mostly for the you, mostly you has all the discs. Mostly for the cutscenes, though. It's funny when I bought it. Um, <laughs> Nobody made a 360 boxes that could hold four discs. So you have the, the little disc flap for the first two discs, and then discs three and four like in a single pouch tucked behind yeah. the instruction book. What the fuck is this? Anyway. Maybe I'll try that again one day. I'm in a JRPG mood, so you never know. Good game. 
I know something that both you and Ev- Bill have played, Ebby. Is it Until Dawn? Yes, it is. Hey! I've watched people play Until Dawn, so I can... Uh, Dude, I, I actually forgot about that today. How could you forget about that stellar review that you gave? Well, like... I love... Well, yeah, the little, little fucking... <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I love that so much. Um, yeah, I love, yeah, I love that game. Um, Do you actually? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, was, I wasn't quite sure which mood you were going for in the end. All right, yeah. I'm... I'm... I'm going to ask questions as much as I can spoilers. without spoilers, spoiling anything. Potential. How many people died in your playthrough? Oh, shit, let me think. Um... I know of at least one. <sighs> it was the one that Bill was the least happy to lose. <laughs> I was so fucking pissed off. I, oh, I was so fucking I know mad. one person who lived. And then, it was still and one then oh, I was so <laughs> fucking pissed off. And then my dad played it. And then uh, I go down and... Because um, uh, my dad did... The part I fucked up on at the end, I'm not going to details whatever. I mean, if we accidentally spoil things, sorry. I mean, we've all played it here. You know, if we accidentally say it's something, sorry. Old, um, Story, like, um, I asked him what, because the part I messed up on was a part where you're not supposed to move. Um, mm-hmm. And I had the fucking controller in a weird zigzag way, just sitting there watching the cutscene. And they go, oh, yeah, this is great. And then, you know, I'll press a button every now and then. And then it comes up the don't move part. I'm like, fuck, no! And I, I'm fucking, have the controller in one hand zigzag. They move it back in place, and I moved. Uh, and then alerted uh, the enemy, uh, which led to uh, one of the characters' deaths. Because at the end, um, you know, the people who are alive are talking uh, to the, the camera. And she says, if I only would have stayed still, so-and-so would still be alive. And I'm like, well, uh... well you know, fuck me. You know, I... Oh man! But let's see how many people. How many people died for me? It was uh, dun 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 dun. Oh fuck! How many I mean, were you there total? Say them, and I could just cut it. I suppose. Well, well. To be honest, though, I mean, saying which let characters. Me, let me just let me just list saying, all the characters. There's Mike, Chris, Ashley, Jessica, uh, Jessica, Asian, Emily, Emily, um, Matt. Matt, Josh. Who's the Hayden Panettiere character? Sam. Sam. Yeah. So eight. Saying which characters die isn't really a spoiler because the point of the game is that they can all die. People live or die. Yeah. Spoiling um, how they die or when they die. I yeah, suppose. yeah. I I'm, mean, assu- like, I'm assuming you lost Mike then. Going yeah. Going going into this game, I knew <laughs> people were gonna die. Yeah, I was so fucking pissed. You know, like I, like I think, I, I think Bill's I, I think we haven't actually talked enough for that to have gone. I wanna reread what Bill wrote. Oh yeah. <laughs> go go ahead. <laughs> You, you, are you, like, right on that already? Uh, uh, I could be. <clears throat> yeah, I was so mad, you know? Like, in the start of that game, I wasn't, like, I wasn't <laughs> sure who to like, <laughs> and, and, like, who I was liking in the beginning. Yeah, go ahead, read it. I can't. You swear so much. Do you, do you want me to read it? <laughs> send, send it to me. This was... I might just I, send a screen cap, so, um... Okay, that's fine. Um, fucking game. Continue. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure who to like in the beginning. Like, like I, I kind of figured I would like Sam. She seemed like a level-headed person. Mike seemed kind of like just like, oh, I'm the hot playboy kind of guy. But that dude got shit done. That yeah, that motherfucker. He was a knob in the first in the first bit though. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's why I was like, oh my know, god. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I forget. Am I reading all of this? Uh, some of it is spoiling. Okay, spoilers ahead then. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I did write a lot. Holy fuck. 
You know, there, there will be spoilers for Until Dawn. Uh, there's no point dancing around it. I'm sorry, anybody who haven't played the damn game. Uh, that's... Which, which bit? Actually, no, why, why, doesn't, why doesn't Bill read his own, his own rant <laughs> took place over, I guess, like half an hour? Can I just read this one line? Yeah, sure. This game is fucking dicking on me with the don't move shit. Let's see, right? Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, am, I, am I reading all this? Yeah, ha- half of it is in caps. Um, <laughs> you don't have to shout it, but just know. I, did I really didn't know I r- wrote all this? Like, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, I guess I'll, I'll read it all as calmly as possible. Okay. Uh, yeah, Emily. I guess you could read it like you were well, you were typing. I don't remember how I felt when I wrote some of these. Well, you can tell by the language and yeah. the, the capitalization <laughs> that you weren't pleased. Uh, uh, Emily is Indiana Jones flying down the zip line. I don't. Know. Which one was Emily? The Asian? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hated her. The one that the everybody hated. Fucking awful character. Like I at in the beginning when you're like talking to like the like psychiatrist guy in between chapter breaks and the, dude with the incredibly flappy like, face. Flappy face. <laughs> dude, when he told me his face was so flappy, I never stopped noticing it forever. <laughs> like he's forever. Like, yeah, it's like he's always like I'm tasting something. And, <laughs> do you ever see the video of the old guy tasting ice cream? No. Oh my god! Kinross, it's him. That's what. That, it's not the actor, but hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'll Google it later. Okay. I'm gonna. Well, st- I'm just gonna like? link it in Skype. Don't worry about okay. it. Uh, because I'm telling you right now, it's it's the fucking it's the flappy face. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, the, the part where the psychiatrist guy is like, um, I forget. He's. I think he's asking you who you like better or something like yeah. that. And yeah. he mentions about Emily about how like this kind of behavior is. Uh, some kind of signifies, uh, I don't know, insecurity or greatest weakness or something like that. And I'm thinking, like, you know, she's just acting out because she's fucking got a problem. I'm like, you know, that's that's fine. I heard that, and I'm like, well, maybe she'll come around. That fucker never came around. And then, like, at the end, when everyone's talking to the camera, she's still just bitching about stuff. Oh, man, I wanted to oh fucking my punch my screen so bad because fucking Mike dies. That bitch gets out. Oh, man. Ooh, fuck this game. There's, like, certain circumstances in which they'll say, she'll say, have you found Matt yet? And they'll go, no, we haven't found him yet. And she'll go, good. Don't yeah. look too hard. That's what, I'm like, now, some, some people what? are saying that Emily ends up being a bitch because you treat her like a bitch. So I don't know whether, like, if well, you start, <clears throat> like, because she, she comes across in the beginning as kind of a bitch and then you instinctively like react to that and just make her more of a bitch so i don't know yeah. if you well, play through again and you just sort of like, be a bit more kind no, to her she's less less so she immediately comes into the cabin yeah you haven't even played as her at this point and she's Where just are my like bags? oh let me just let me just bitch at matt for not having my bags let me just bitch at jessica because yeah why not well she's, just she's like, going out with mike now <clears throat> i haven't got time i ain't got time for you emily if I was Mike, I should have... Oh, this is a fucking spoiler again. God, fuck it. I should have shot her in the fucking head when I <laughs> had the chance. Things would have been so much better. Anyway, you're going to carry on reading, Bill? Fucker, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we are one line out of, like, 20. <laughs> That's a lot, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, for, for anyone who went and zoned out there, uh, I'm still reading off my, uh, my great monologue about Until Dawn as typed in Skype. Yeah. Um, 
basically the last. I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip the second line because it just sounds weird out of context. You know what I mean? I guess not really. A bunch of little golems running around. Uh, bunch of little golems <laughs> running around. <laughs> as soon as I saw the, I'm like, oh, uh, let's see. Uh, Mike and Sam spelunking through caves. Yeah, this reminded me a lot of Uncharted. Uh, that's not really as funny as the line to read, but it was funny. One of the reasons I started liking Mike so much is because one, he was brave as fuck. Dude didn't give a shit. Dude did what he had to do. Um, but the scenes where he's there's like spelunking through the caves with Sam, and she has like the pullback blonde hair, and he's like in his cool ass fucking explorer's outfit with his torch. I'm like, this is Uncharted. Like, generic white dude with black hair and pretty blonde girl. I'm like, I'm playing Uncharted. Uh, Mike is Nathan Drake confirmed prequel. Um, fuck, I was holding the fucking controller weird during the Jessica don't move part. Jesus fucking Christ, come on. This game is fucking dicking me with the don't move shit. I fucking got Mike killed in the lodge explosion. Man, come the fuck on. I liked Mike. Fuck, that pisses me off. No, wait. Never mind. The Wendigo broke his neck, according to these credits. Oh. Wait, what the fuck was that? I already knew he died. Oh, I thought he died in the explosion. Okay, well, these are spoilers. But people already know this is going to happen. Sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Um... Oh, well, maybe if I didn't fuck up the fucking don't move part the first time in the lodge, you wouldn't be getting attacked. Fucking goddamn Mike! <laughs> okay, so Sam, Emily, and Chris were my survivors. Um, and I type here, I like Sam and Chris, but hate Emily with the power of a thousand suns. I should have left her in the lodge with the Wendigo. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had an option to just straight up leave. Well, me. I think I had the option to save her, her or go for the uh, light switch as Sam. Uh, oh, okay. I, I had the option of beelining straight for the light switch or distracting them from attacking Emily. Now I don't know if they still attack Emily. I don't know. Um, I don't think that works out well for Sam. Beelining. I'm not sure. In all caps, man. I wish Mike made it. Man, fuck this game. Fuck this fucking don't move shit taking me off guard. Fucking son of a bitch. Wow, it legit makes me mad. Emily made it and not Mike. Mike cross Sam. OTP. Fucking bitch ass game. Fucking with me. Loved it though, real gem of a game. And that is <laughs> those last two lines are my favorite tweet that I have ever made. Well, it was all true. Uh, I mean, those kinds of emotions don't uh, get elicited out of me if it, if I don't have good. Yeah, you got to be invested to be that angry. I I loved the game honestly. I mm-hmm. was so glad I bought it. Uh, it was a great game to play around this season. I finished it um like a week before Halloween. Um, put the lights off. I did all, all the whole rigmarole. Um, just had a Great time. Gorgeous looking game. A game where that butterfly effect type system actually is a thing. You know, it's not just like illusion of choice. Shit happens differently. I mean, obviously, I mean, you me started on the goddamn that. illusion of fecking choice. <laughs> uh, damn butterflies. My, my only, uh, my only, uh, it's not even really a big of a complaint, really. I stopped, I stopped thinking of it as a complaint as I got further into the game. Like the collectibles and stuff like that. Like, I really, I really cut, yeah, the totems and the clues and all that. I really, and like, and being able to unlock the whole history of the past. But I understand the game wants to promote multiple playthroughs, not only through collectibles, but through the butterfly effect itself. Like, people, mm-hmm. they want you to play it multiple times, and you aren't going to find everything at once. Because it, it, made, it made it odd to me. I, I kind of came to terms with it because, like, I'm thinking, like, you know, fuck the collectibles for now. Like, I'll get, I can get those another time. Um, on my first playthrough on most games, I don't really care. But lately in my head, I've been kind of compelled to try to get everything at once. And until dawn, it just sometimes doesn't make sense. Like, you know, like, oh, I, I have to find my girlfriend. She's being chased by monsters or a killer. Um, let me just take a look in the side room over here real quick <laughs> for this totem. Uh, I'll be right there, you know, but, like, 
Um, so I got to a point where I just kind of stopped looking in certain corners just because I really wanted to just keep going. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I, the sort of thing that you do on your second playthrough. Yeah, too. exactly. Just yeah, like, like second playthrough, especially for this, like second playthrough for this, like you're no longer in it just for the story. I mean, you are, but I mean, you know how the story t- as a whole kind of plays out. Like, you know what I mean? You're still going to have technically yeah. the same, thema- like, yeah, the same end, like the same story arc is there. People, different yeah. people will be alive. So, I mean, like your second time, you could be focused on like trying to break certain situations like okay i gotta make this this person's life what can i do here what can i do here what can i do here what can i find here instead of focusing on just a story but mm-hmm. th- that complaint went away as i played it so i really don't really have much to really say about this game that i really didn't like uh to be honest it's a good game i played it with uh andy and matt we recorded it and that should be going up on virtual gaming's channel at a point whenever it's edited i guess mm-hmm. and andy got two people killed was Andy the one in control all the time, or were you, like, switching no, around? No, we were switching between us. I never got anyone killed um, in the initial playthrough. I got Emily killed in, like, you know how you can go and do certain scenes again? Yeah. Because we were like, let's see how Emily dies. Uh, she gets her eyes gouged out. Yeah, I was legitimately worried. Like, I spoke <laughs> to Andy um, as soon as he said, or it was, like, discussed that you were playing... Until dawn, because I, I can't play that game. Um, I'm not. I don't deal well with horror. But I decided I'm going to watch all of the death scenes, and I was like, Evie's not going to deal well with this one. I need to like make sure that she's okay, but I don't want to be spoiling it. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, I have a huge fear of like eyes being touched. <laughs> yeah. So eyes being gouged gouged out definitely not going to do it for me. No. So as soon as I did it. And he grabbed my head and like turned it around on the TV. <laughs> and it was like... Yeah. Um, there are a few. There are a few deaths that I saw in that video, obviously, um, that I've never seen anyone talk about getting, and they were kind of more interesting. Like, um, who's the who's Emily's bitch? Matt. Matt. Matt, Matt has an interesting death, uh, sort of thing. Matt survived him. Right? I was so proud. Because he's, like, the easiest one to kill. <laughs> yeah, um, I've noticed that. I know when I mentioned his death to Kinross, he told me that the one I got seemed to be the most common. And then my dad ended up getting that same death on two playthroughs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that one's common because if you... Like, the thing that you'd think to do prior to it, um, which is to help Emily, mm-hmm. basically kills you. Um, if you try too that's, much. That's why he didn't die, because I was in control. And I was yeah. like, no, nah, fuck it, let's jump. Yeah. <laughs> so if you try to do the right thing, you end up ruining <laughs> yourself. But, um, spoilers. One of the endings for Matt is that he gets, um, like, left in the uh, the caves. And he gets discovered by a group of, uh, like, Mountie-type people. I don't know whether, they're not in a... Um, Canada or they're in Washington State or something but uh, whatever that is and they find him uh, chomping down on uh, someone and he's half oh. um, like he's halfway through the transformation to... and uh, that happened to Josh was it Josh? That was Josh? they looked very similar I may have gotten them confused yeah I think that's Josh that you're talking about okay well oh. that was still a significantly cooler thing than did you, uh, get, did you get Josh killed uh, Bill? yeah yeah, he only got Sam, Emily, and Chris out. Yeah, five people died for me. Um, um, because if you don't get like a really specific clue, he dies. But if you get the really specific clue, he turns into a Wendigo. So there's no good end for Josh. 
Oh, so it doesn't does, have like two so, so deaths. Does, so does Josh so, never live? I mean, he lives as well, a. He lives as a one to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I uh, I fucked up a part where uh, you're walking uh, through the caves and you find out not long um, not long before this that Jessica's still alive and I forget that the Wendigo that, that the Wendigo can imitate um, their prey. You got Ashley killed, didn't you? Yes. By doing that. Yeah. Is that the one with the trapdoor? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I don't know any of the powers of the Wendigo other than I, I remembered uh, it right after, like, like Predator Vision, like, and like I'm thinking, uh, like I'm thinking, like you know, okay, shows that she's alive, whatever, and like uh, I forgot they can imitate their prey, and then uh, as I'm doing it, I'm thinking like this has to be her, like what, like because I fucking forgot, and then I fucking remembered, I'm like fuck, god damn it, <laughs> you remembered it the precise moment, like no. <laughs> And uh, I mean, whatever. I I didn't really. Well, I didn't hate Ashley, but I mean, whatever. I I the only person that, that, who... that one was the, a legitimately scary one to me because it, it's it, one yeah. of the ones that sort of puts you on edge, and then mm. it's like, oh, everything's oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't fall for it. Um, you'll see. You'll happen. see if you ever watch the video. I was like, oh, what should I do? Oh, the Wendigo can imitate people. I'm gonna go back to the group. Yeah. Like, and Matt was up. like. I can't believe you remembered that. I'm actually kind of impressed. Oh, yeah, because like, Matt played through it. Yeah, what? Matt never had control of the game. He was trying to make us do things that he did differently. Um, which didn't really work, because apparently it was mostly the same apart from a couple of people dying. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So did you... If you owned a PlayStation 4, Ebby, would you have picked it up and enjoyed it? Or is it not your cup of tea? Um... I really enjoyed playing it, but I don't know if I only enjoyed playing it because I was with people, and because I was with people, and we had these huge like light boxes in our face to light us. Oh yeah, <laughs> it wasn't exactly a scary atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I would have played it by myself, but I'm glad that I have played it. It unlike, would definitely Bill, like who uh, said, I didn't really, I didn't sleep well after playing Until Dawn just before bed. Which like, I, I think I'll play something else. Like, nah, I'm gonna play more Until Dawn. Screw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm glad that I played it mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and it's probably on my list of on my short list for game of the year. Oh wow! It would be it would be on my list as well. <clears throat> it probably wouldn't end up being number one because let's yeah. face it, Fallout's coming out yeah. this year. But yeah, it would um... never it would never have been on mine. <laughs> it would have been on it for like a mechanical reason of like stuff mattering. And, oh, the uh, game looked amazing as well. I just want to put that out there. Was a pretty. Game. I can tell you what doesn't look amazing is uh, when you pause the game and you have people's heads and they're just doing un- <laughs> the mo- like they're moving to show that like look at this facial capture. It's amazing, but they're doing things that people never do. <laughs> they're just like <laughs> just really exaggerated movement that you don't do. I feel like that's why the psychiatrist guy looks really weird because he was doing. Maybe, maybe it was his first time doing like facial capture like that or something, and he was overacting to compensate. Maybe I feel like that's what he was doing. Maybe, but I, I don't know. In a weird way, I kind of like his weird facial expressions because they creep me out. So it works. Yeah. I really liked those little chapter breaks uh, with that because initially I know what was going on. I'm like, this is really fucking cool. And initially I thought like it. it when I saw the trailers and then I saw him in it and then I as I was playing the game and in between every chapter break they you talk to him and 
every now and then you would see like a series of monitors too like with like cameras and stuff like that i'm like it's just some kind of like like because I, I had some brief not spoilers but i had some brief like things revealed to me and in my head i'm thinking like oh man like you know is there something else at play here that is maybe uh something very um cabin in the woodsy uh i don't know if you guys have mm. ever seen that movie yes, I have. No. um oh. uh it's good yeah really good really good horror movie really good puts a genre on its head. I, w- I wouldn't necessarily like I, I like i said i don't deal well with horror i i managed to watch that just fine yeah the yeah, cabin it's in not, the woods it's not like horror horror it's sort of it's um, very funny uh as it's well it's almost satire yeah but yeah it's, it's, it's like a satirical homage to the horror genre exactly without being horrifying Sort of like um, Tucker and Dale is, but Tucker and Dale sort of goes absurd with it. Yeah. Whereas uh, Cabin in the Woods is a bit more subdued. Both good movies. Um, so I thought maybe something like that was going on. Like this was all just kind of, and well, technically it kind of kind of was. Um, in, in one, I don't, I don't in actually know way. what that psychiatry office is because things gonna, are clearly going weird in there. Yeah, I'm gonna assume is it was it all. Like a, I'm gonna assume it was all in the person's head. Uh, yeah. It was. It was. Everything was in his head. Okay. Um, because like you, you notice, like as you start, as it goes deeper into the game, is like a tree in there and shit, and it's like, well, okay. Either he's wearing like those, a either he's wearing those glasses from uh from Heavy Rain, or this is in his head. Um. But um. But yeah, I'm really, I'm now, really glad I played it. The twist, the big twist in that game. Mm. I, I think Abby saw it coming. I saw it coming. Did you see it coming, Bill? Um, because I know that there was a moment where you're like, "What? No, I wanted to do this." But yeah, did that. yeah. There's a point in the game where it, where you could pick who to save as as uh, Chris, and it doesn't fucking matter. Um, and, I, and, I, and I and I and I looked it up. Me. I didn't look up the details, but I just googled like, "Yo, could you actually fucking save Josh here? Because that's ridiculous." Like, I picked them, uh, and people are like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah. Don't worry about it." I'm like, "Okay, fine. I guess I don't know." I I didn't immediately assume. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything about the person? I just assumed maybe there was something keeping them alive. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I, I can't sit and say I saw it coming because I kind of didn't. Um, not in that way, anyway. Um, I felt bad for him. Uh, I actually felt really him. bad for Josh. Yeah. Um, there was one point, like towards the end of the game, where I'm like, "Please save him. Do whatever it takes. Yeah. Just please save him. He just needs help. I know he just needs help, and he's a bit of a twat, but I just want him to be okay." I think for me, they went a little bit too far with him early on for me to be like uh, on the tragic hero type side of, yeah, he he deserves help or whatever. I think he took. But I understand why he did what he did, but I felt like they, he did it too much too soon for me to then sort of go back on it and say, actually, help him. I mean, he didn't intend for anyone to, to die. Um... True. Except for, you know, he was dropping the saw blades. <laughs> it is true. Um... Until Dawn, very, very good game. Good game, mm. play it. If you have a PS4, definitely play it. One of the better exclusives on there. Um, or if you don't sure. like the horror games, just uh, watch someone else play it, because then you can just have it playing in the background. Yeah. And, and if you and if you want to still play it, uh, have friends over. Uh, as far as I hear, it's a really great party game. Um, it is. <laughs> it really is. It just sounds so weird. <laughs> Come on. Mario Party, we party you. 
until dawn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it's like the sort of slumber party, let's watch a horrible movie type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Which I never did. I was never invited. <laughs> well, I mean, oh. to be fair, I've never, I was never at a horror movie slumber parties either. Well, I was never at a slumber party. Uh, so I never called them slumber parties. Or whatever. I, I suppose I had a couple of sleep Well, I mean, they're... Like games. Yeah, yeah. All games all the time. Yo, come over for a uh, slumber party. Sleepovers. Sleepovers yeah. were the best part of my childhood. There was always something really oddly special about the sleepover. I never under. I, at this day, I look at it and I go, I don't understand why. Like, man, I'm sleeping over tonight. This is fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hang out with you every day, but tonight I'm sleeping in your house. This is fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, now that I think about it, it's kind of weird. Uh, I, but I guess because it, it enabled you to stay up late with your friend when you were little, you know, and it was, it was that Well, was it meant that you had more time to yeah. do what you wanted yeah. to do. Me and, me and my friend, uh, her name was Laura, used to just stay up until like three in the morning talking about philosophy when we were like 12. <laughs> well, not 12. It would have been like 13 or 14, I guess. We had um, a family friend whose kid would stay over a lot and... Um, I would never be able to sleep because he'd be because const- I was older than him, and uh, he'd constantly be asking me ridiculously deep questions, oh. and I'd be like, "All right, I'll answer this as best I can in a closed way." He cannot possibly follow up, but he's got like the two-year-old mentality of "Why?" So it's then, <laughs> no matter what you say, he will find the question to follow it up with. I'm like, <laughs> "I have school in the morning, please." <laughs> Ken Ross. Yeah. I've got news for you. Oh god. Oh god. Um they've added more plushies to the to the house. Oh my god. So you can get Yuya and you can get an an Angel. Oh Angel. And you can get Nageki, who's my favorite. Oh no. <laughs> I wish I hadn't said Nageki. I know. Now I feel like Angel. Unfortunately, well, I mean, I'm not going to look at it because the three that I saw they didn't look that great. I mean, I'd know that they were had a full boyfriend, but they just looked like weird birds. I don't I don't understand. Boyfriend how, 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 how do I get a Nageki? How do I Abby, get a Nageki? Abby, stop looking. Stop looking. We'll work it out later. <laughs> <laughs> I have to get a Nageki. <laughs> well, Sorry, for those of you who don't know, there's a Kickstarter currently going on for... Um, Hatful boyfriend official plushes, right? Mm-hmm. The goal was twenty five thousand dollars. They're now at sixty one thousand. With think, yeah, thirty you days should, you to go. Be on Tuesday, and it had like twenty eight. Yeah, that that's uh, loaded. Yeah, people really want the Hatful boyfriend plushes. Can't blame them to be honest. They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. I mean, oh, can I use that as a segue to talk about Hatful boyfriend? Yeah, we're being a bit weird. We're not doing it in bulk at the minute, so. You may remember episode sixteen. We uh, we all played Had a Full Boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we each played a route. Um, I have one hundred percented that game now. It's amazing. If it had come out this year, it might have been a contender for uh, my game of the year. What? <laughs> Seriously, I have never been so invested. Admittedly, like ninety percent of my this is amazing comes from the um, the second half of the game after you've finished all the routes. Um, because that... It's sadly lock- lacking in Okosan. He's only in, like, two scenes. Um, you play f- um, from Ryota's point of view. 
and um, basically all of the little bits in each of the roots that you're like, that's a little bit weird. Why is that going on? Or in um, Bill's route, he went with um, Kazuaki, the teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, I know who the photo is. Um, like all the little tiny bits that make sense in the in the individual roots, they just get all tied together and explained. And then I was thinking, oh man, now I know why this scene happened and this scene happened. It was, it was a roller coaster. Some of the roots are a little bit disappointing, like um, Sakuya's route without the epilogue is um, unfulfilling. I suppose I'll say. Um, Similarly, we weren't sure whether there were good ends or bad ends. Um, there is just the ends. There is no good or bad. So, Abby was worried that um, Ryota's mum died because he t- she took the job from him. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't matter. She's going to die anyway. Spoilers. Okay. Um, but I think you get an extra small scene if you give him the job. Um, the other, the only other ones with epilogues were Shu and Okosan. Okosan's is probably the best route of them all, um, just for the epilogue. Oh god! <laughs> but I, I really, honest to god, want us all to play together because I want to see slash hear your reactions to that second route or that second end. Uh, as we go through, certainly. <clears throat> if you don't, if you don't remember, it's a, it turns into sort of a murder mystery type thing. You're trying to work out um, what's going on. It sort of explains the world a bit more um, as to why you are the only human in a bird school, the only human that you see, and why everything's gone to crap. Um, so, honest to God, play it because it's great. The problem is. I'm in the mood for a visual novel, but I'm not in the mood for Hatful Boyfriend because it's still I'm still in the part where it's a bit silly. Like I want a serious, I want a serious thing because I've got to recomplete the whole. Well, redo all the routes that I did before anyway because I cleared off my computer yeah. and Hatful Boyfriend doesn't have cloud saves. So well, if you want someone to keep you company whilst you uh, go through these silly routes, then uh, I'm more than happy to. We should we should play it together. Mm. I've been super into visual novels lately. So I don't know why I haven't jumped on this. I mean, it's ideal. Each route only takes an hour. The problem is, I'm just like, I'm wanting something more long form because I've been playing... Oh, this is what I want to talk about. I'm going to segue if that's okay. Uh, yeah, I will just say that the, the second half is a lot longer than an hour. It took me um, a couple of days to get through. Wow. Only because I only had a couple of hours each day. But still, it it's a lot longer. So. Is that the hurtful boyfriend? Stuff. Okay. Uh, so I've been playing Amnesia, which yeah. is oh, I forgot about that. Which is an Otome game that is one of the only ones that's been properly released on a in a the West and B on a platform that most people have access to. Because most Otome games that come out in this sort of region come out on the PS Vita. Which who's got a PS Vita? So. I do. If you are ever selling your PS Vita. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't want to talk too much about the game. I, I might have a Let's Play coming out of it soon, though. Mm. And um, I just want to point out, I ordered the limited edition. <laughs> the 
the limited edition got here today yeah. comes with an art book, CD, like the soundtrack, a mm-hmm. set of five coasters and a body pillow. What's missing from that limited edition? Uh, the game. Yeah, it doesn't come with the game. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy it with the game, but they just apparently email you a Steam code. Mm. They already had the game, so I guess that works out quite nicely since they already had the game. But yeah. it's a bit weird that they don't have even like, any just to have... physical copies of the game. So does the CD come in like a nice-looking box to keep it in, or is it just like a standard jewel case? It's a jewel case CD. That's kind of disappointing. Um, the art book's really cool. The reason that I bought it was because of the body pillow, I've got to be honest, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Um, so now I have a set of five very fancy amnesia coasters. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's my life. It's it's an alright life, I suppose. And I play Long Live the Queen as well. Um, oh, yeah. Which apparently everyone thinks is like the Dark Souls of Otome games, because <laughs> it's so damn difficult. And you and I completed it on my second playthrough. So I still can't get past like the ballroom, the dance. Oh, I will admit that game is like, how are you supposed to know what you need? You to read study? a wiki. <laughs> um, because for those of you who don't know what it is, it's a an Otome game that's not really a dating sim. It's more like a social sim, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what you call it, but. Um, it's really heavily stat based. So you have four I don't know how to explain it, like four sections that all have like four or five subsections in them and each of those subsections has three different things that you can learn about. So it's got like about a hundred things that you can learn about. Probably about fifty, but are you gonna say something? I was trying to like give an example of one of the things um, yeah, go for it. But I, do I have the game installed? <laughs> okay, so one of them is physical. Okay, yeah. Under physical is animal handling, and under animal handling you can learn to either learn about dogs, learn about falcons, or learn about horses. Yeah. Um, and everything is important. <laughs> <laughs> everything is important. You will need all the skills at least once. But you don't know when you're going to need them. Um, but you don't know when you're going to need them. You don't know when you should study them. And I think I fluked my way through that plus, second Plus your emotional state has an impact on how... Like, you get a stat boost. To, yeah. If you, like, depending, depending on your on mood, mood you can, like, get a bonus to physical or to magic or whatever. And then you'll have debuffs to other um, stats. So you need to... During the day, you can do your lesson, and you can also like move around and visit the church or play with your friend or whatever uh, to try and affect your mood, to try and boost your bonus as much as possible. I will say, what seemed to what seemed to work out for me was going um, archery and sword play in the weapons section. Mm-hmm. Um, lots in I don't remember what it was like etiquette. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can fluke your way through like events and stuff and then everything else went into magic like divination yeah. and then when you get the lumen magic just everything went into sense magic wield magic and uh, whatever the last one was see I know that divination is important but I could never get it up fast enough I, I, uh, the mood, ba- the so mood balancing was um, really tough for me to get right yeah 
it's a hard game. It's a really hard game. If you're into your stat-based games and you're looking for something that's a bit more challenging, that one is probably your best bet. It's also really cheap on Steam. It's like always really cheap on Steam. So it's always like in the um, seasonal <clears throat> sales. It's always in there as well. So with winter coming up, maybe it's worth waiting for Christmas sales. Yeah, maybe. Mm, you're a bit on the fence about it, but uh... yeah, I just wanted to bring up Long Live the Queen because mm-hmm. I did it. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Got an achievement for that stuff. Man. Now, I've played so much, I don't know whether I should be interjecting with small bits or we should go into the big stuff. Um, I, I'll quickly interject. I finished Broken Age. Hmm. Um, I, oh. originally, I originally Let's Played the first act, and then I started Let's Playing the second act, and uh, life got away from me, and I couldn't ever get back to it, so I just... Um, it was a free PlayStation game of the month, mm-hmm. so I downloaded it and uh, finished it. I had to use a walkthrough on a couple of the puzzles because uh... so act one a lot of criticism I guess of the game was that the puzzles were very very simple like um, I fluked my way through half of them I think um, and the others didn't take much thinking it was um, more trying to find them and the second act um, the puzzles definitely got a lot harder and a lot more obtuse in sort of classical uh, point-and-click adventure game style. So I did have to use walkthroughs for them um, because I got to the point where I feel like an idiot for not being able to work something out, and then I look at the walkthrough and I'm like, I don't feel like an idiot at all. There is no possible way that a safe (laughs) human being would have realised that you've got to look at this particular picture and then work out the colour coordination that's unique to you. Um to solve a puzzle and uh, ultimately I'm uh, I enjoy the documentary more than I do the game I felt like the uh, it ended a lot sooner than I thought it was going to Um, like act 2 starts to get going and then suddenly it resolves itself and I was like oh okay then I guess that solves everything um i mean i enjoyed it but um was it everything you hoped for i mean i i have never played a hadn't played a point and click adventure game so i wasn't getting it from the nostalgia point of view i just liked the idea um and i'm a sucker for documentaries and things so i i backed it mostly for the documentary um which i can now actually watch um so I would probably say, if you haven't played it yet, and you're kind of on the fence about it, I'd wait for it to be in a sale. I'm not convinced that it's worth quite the full price. Um, or, I mean, if you got it for free on PlayStation. Or if you got it for free on PlayStation, you can't argue with that, because it was free. Um, oh, that reminds me. I will say one thing about Had a Full Boyfriend, because it's cross-play. Mm-hmm. Well, not cross-play. Yeah, it is. On uh, PS Vita and PS4. Don't play it on the PS Vita. Hard to read? Uh, no, it's perfectly fine to read, but the... Uh, well, play it on the PS Vita, realize that some of the stuff somehow has to be um, like made simpler in terms of the graphics so that it doesn't overload the system, huh. which is really weird. Uh, but the other thing is, if you like listening to the sound, uh, you're going to have a horrible time. 
because for no particular reason, no one knows why, they just know it happens, uh, the sound will basically go to crap. Uh, it'll sound tinny and it'll keep crackling and going in and out of... Um, like it'll play and then stop and stutter and things. And uh, it's just awful. Great. So you can play it on the Vita, but play it with the sound off or just play it on the PS4. Huh. Okay. Goof tip. That seems really weird that they oh. goofed up such a simple... Yeah, that's why no one can work out what the hell it is. It just happens, and it's not cons- it's not consistent at all. It's not like, oh, I've been playing for an hour and a half. It suddenly falls apart. It'll be like, I'll boot it up. It's already broken. But then I go into a new scene, and it works perfectly fine, and then halfway through the scene, it stops working. It's just... Yeah. Weird. Hmm. I think that's all the little bits that cool. I played. Bill, why don't you talk about a game? Because... You've been, You've been very quiet. Listen to us babble on about Bubble. visual novels. <laughs> uh, I started playing uh, Tales of Zestaria off the PS4, uh, mm. which I'm not going to play anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> I I don't hate it. Uh, I rented it. Uh, there's a lot of games coming out like around now, and like I'm, I'm going to start my gameplay back up because I, I, you know, like in my head, I'm like, I got to buy them all. I got to buy them all. I got to have them, you know, so I can play them when I want. But I figured, you know, I, th- I had a dollar promotion for Gamefly, you know, for a buck I renewed my month and um, rented Zestaria. So I'm like, I'll throw it in, you know, JRPG and the PS4. I mean, granted, it's a port of the PS3 version, and it's not made ground up for the PS4, but there aren't many JRPGs hanging out on the current gen yet. Uh, so I decided to check it out uh, after only playing a little bit of the Tale series in the past. And um, um, I'm starting to wonder if I really like JRPGs or not. Um... Because everyone I start, I have zero patience to even play it. Like after five, ten hours of it, like I, mm. the only the only exception to that has been Persona, and I love Persona. Um, but after a major spoiler kind of hit my motivation to play Persona, but even before the major spoiler that hit me with Persona Four, I was like, okay, I played twenty five hours of Persona. I don't feel like playing it anymore. Like I don't feel like going through the battles and optimizing my party and do, fusing Persona and doing all the shit. I'm like, I, I don't know fucking patience to do that anymore. I don't feel like playing it anymore. Zestaria, I played about five, ten hours of it. I'm like, I, I don't feel like playing this anymore. I don't feel mm. like messing with the arts. I don't feel like messing with my guy's gear. Like, uh, I don't know what it is. And it's weird because, like, I always say, like, I do like JRPG. I go, yeah, I like JRPGs. Like, uh, I have uh, many games throughout my life that I can say, like, yeah, I like that game. Like, I love Lost Odyssey. Like, I haven't beaten it, but I, I didn't beat Lost Odyssey for a reason because it was stolen from my house. Um... <laughs> So yeah, it was lost. That's a pretty good reason. Yeah, that that was a stolen Odyssey, and uh, so but I, like there are games where I can say, yeah, I like those games. Like, but like, like nowadays, like like man, I can't wait for the JRPGs to start coming out. When I say that about like PS4 and stuff, like fucking, do I really? Like, am I really gonna play them? Because uh, I'm playing Zestaria, and like I'm playing it. I'm like, hey, this is cool. You know, it's got cool tunes you know i'm playing with the english dub on for not for the reasons of the english dub being better but just for the fact that when i used to play a jrpgs like you know we have these awesome little jingles in the towns and the really bad voice acting and the voice acting is for for, for some characters in particular in zisteria i don't I think the dub's kind of shit uh but i kind of like it in that it's shit uh if, it's, if that makes any sense um uh, the character Mikleo sounds like absolute garbage. I, I just like I uh, when I watched the gameplay video before I rented it, and I'm like, is that really how this fucking kid's gonna talk to a game? Uh, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> so I'm playing it, and I I don't know. I I don't want to play it anymore. Like I I don't know. I don't know what it is. 
about JRPGs and me not having the patience to go through them. And it's weird because I have the patience to play MMOs. Like, I have the patience... Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, Final Fantasy fourteen. I had the patience to go through the entire storyline of that game. Just to play the fucking expansion pack I just paid money for. Uh, but I don't have the patience to play, like, Zysteria. I think it's a weird thing in my head where, like, okay, I'm building all these characters up. And, 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 and in Zysteria's... Uh, you know, like, the story isn't anything to write home about. You know what I mean? So, like, for someone to say, oh, you're playing it for the story, it's like, yeah, I guess I am. But, I mean, Zysteria's... I mean, it's your typical thing where, like, oh, man, the shepherds and the only person who could see them is you. And you are the only one who could take back the darkness because you're the only one who could see them. And you got a special glove. And it's like, all right, I get it. You know I mean, I was go watch an anime, you know? Like, mm. um, but with MMOs, like, when I level up my guys and I spend that much time doing it, it's for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, that character is yeah. persistent through 10 years. You know, my fucking soiree on Sales of Hysteria lasts me 40 hours, you know? It's weird. I don't know why. It's a weird thing in my head where the only RPGs I've completed lately are Western RPGs. And it's, I mean, I guess it makes sense because I'm an American. I, I don't know. Like, you could look at that and go, well, it's because you're an American. But, like, at the same time, like, I love anime and, I, and I've always thought I love JRPGs. But playing Zysteria, I sat and thought to myself, do I really fucking even like this? Um, so, I. Good game, though. I assume if you like Tales games, it's good. It takes an open world approach, more so than the overworld from, like, Abyss. Where mm-hmm. everywhere you're going is based on you going onto a big map. The only problem is, though, is so far in the beginning of the game anyway, I obviously haven't played it for 30 hours, is that these maps are just as boring as if you're walking on the Tales of the Abyss overworld. Instead of you being on a miniature green field, you're on a life-sized green field, and there's still nothing on it, uh, really. So, that's cool. I mean, I felt that way about a lot of games of just generally wondering if I even enjoy that mm-hmm. and this month has probably been the most productive gaming well i say month between last episode and this episode has been the most productive at gaming i have ever been i think i think i've finished three games and made significant progress in others mm-hmm. and i think you just need to be in that right mindset and it yeah. just suddenly clicks and you can just go I, okay yeah i'm fine with and that's the thing like i sit there and i'm like do i do i really like it but then like you know like like you just said i mean like the right mindset and even the right place and time like right now i'm trying to fit zysteria in between now and fallout which is only going to disservice hysteria which is why i ended up renting it you know what i mean like if mm-hmm. i would have bought hysteria it would have been a waste of money because fallout's coming out in five days that's the rpg i want to be playing like hysteria is a long game i don't have time to be juggling them both at the same time you know like i but at the same time i haven't been in a good spot to play a jrpg in a while because whether it's mmos destiny or other big games you know the bloodborne dlc comes out later this month as well Goddamn Bloodborne. JRPGs just have a hard time fitting into my life, and I I want to love them. I I, have, I bought so many for the Vita, and like, when the fuck am I gonna play them? Do I even like them? I don't fucking know. But uh, <clears throat> I played Bloodborne, by the way. Mm, I remember on Skype. Yeah, yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> it, it sucks. Sounds Bill. like it went really well. <laughs> it sucks, Bill. Do you know what I did for two and a half hours of my life? I tried to slap a wolf to death. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> there was nothing else. There was no other way. I had to try and slap uh... a wolf. To death. It's funny when when you I, told I, me I, you rented I, I, Bloodborne, I knew what was gonna. I knew how it was gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I found I found a UK uh, game rental service because Love Film went away, uh, and for a long time, yeah. Well, Love Film still sort of exists. It's part of Amazon, but they don't do the games anymore. They're just purely right. uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. So I've been trying to find a game rental for a long time. I was like, all right, I found one. I'm on a free trial. Let's try Bloodborne. Try to slap a wolf to death for two and a half hours. My problem was, I eventually got to a point where I was like, okay, I understand 
because I eventually twigged, if he hits me and I slap him enough, I get some health back. Mm-hmm. So I just need to sort of time that right. My problem was that his tells weren't brilliant, and sometimes his tell for like a hit him slapping me, that attack will do a third of my health bar. Um, another time, it'll be the same tell, and he'll slap me five times and instantly kill me, or he'll slap me once and then bite my face off. It Maybe if I wasn't getting so pissed off at it, I'd notice that there was a slight difference between each of his pre-slap animations. Yeah. But um... Um, ultimately it came to a point of, I'll slap him and then run away uh, until he gets caught in the corner a bit, and then I'll slap him in the arse and then run away. Um, yeah, there's... Uh... And just pounce on me and I'll die. The it's game's... Like, it's interesting. Uh, it's funny. Uh, now you're going to it's a weapon in that room when I said, how close do I have to be to something to see if it's pick-upable? Oh, well, if something's pick-upable, it'll have a little white glow on it. Uh, okay, well, like a little white dot. Um, interactable objects that are breakable, just assume anything made of wood you can break. Uh, I, will, I will also say, I did get to a point where I was like, maybe I'm not supposed to attack this wolf. I'll just try and sneak. I died. Oh, yeah, they'll, ta- they'll attack you. Everything is hostile. You, you, you can't... Um, you can't avoid that battle because yeah. i think that in, um is that the bridge dark souls i was told that you're supposed to avoid like the first big battle it's a you're supposed to sort of wander around sneak past and come back later so i thought ah maybe that's what's going on now mm. you've got to slap that wolf bloodborne's a very uh offensive game and compared to dark souls that might have been right in dark souls but in bloodborne everything is you gotta take that shit head on and i know in bloodborne as far as tells go, I never really noticed any tells on the wolves that, like, oh, man, that's, that's that move and this is this move. It's just dodging and uh, parrying with your gun. Uh, like, as soon as the wolf's about to attack you, like, cancels animation midway by shooting him with a gun, and it'll stun him. And then if you hold I'd R1, do that if I had a gun. You know what I had? I had my I had my, my slap hand. Oh, uh, you didn't have the gun yet. Oh, I see. No, it was literally the first thing in the game. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um... Uh... Well, we can talk about. I can talk about my hints for Bloodborne another time. Um, mm. I'm trying to think. Well, yeah, I'm safe. I don't have any more anyway. Um, hmm. I'm thinking in my head by that part in the game, you should have a gun, but I don't remember. It's been a long time since I played it from the beginning. Um, but um, yeah, I knew that was gonna. I knew that's how it was gonna go. Uh, not like. Not like. I mean, uh, I, I didn't expect. I wasn't like. I'm gonna bloody finish Bloodborne. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought I'll give it a go, and. Uh... I'm glad you're able to go. I had to resign myself to not even be able to defeat the first enemy <laughs> I saw. Oh, that's that part. Yeah, literally oh, the beginning. Oh, yeah. Where all you have is your hands. Yeah, you're supposed to die there. I did die. And then it's a lot. And then it should take you um somewhere else. Um, I got taken to like a, a place where there's a lot of graves. Yeah, but mm. it kept pointing me to go to the place where I died. So I'm like, all right, I'll keep going in. And then it kept respawning me in that area. So I'm like, all right. Hmm. So what you're saying is I wasn't actually supposed to try to slap that wolf to death. Um, I think, I, I'm trying to <laughs> what remember. What you're saying is the, beginning the, of the game, game made me waste. So the beginning of the game where he puts some blood in you and things come out of the ground in like a cinematic and you're like t- tied to the desk and then you're no longer tied to the desk and you start wandering around. Uh, and he's like chewing a body on the floor there's a load of tables like eight tables yeah. um yeah that one 
I'm trying to remember. I know you're supposed to die there because you go you go to the hunter's dream, and then yes. uh, I'm trying to remember. I, but nothing, like, honestly, the, in my head, I'm trying to remember what happens after that, and I can't. That, the, the grave that takes you to, or whatever it is, that takes you to that area where I kept dying, that had like a little fire animation type thing to it, so it's like, clearly this is active. None of the others had that, so yeah. maybe... Yeah, I don't the, know what that's... You'll get those later in the game. Those lead to other worlds and stuff like okay that. so i didn't know like i then started to wonder when i send it back am i supposed to is it like the um rune things in destiny where it'll only activate when you're close enough and so actually i was supposed to go up that like stairway or whatever i'm like nah i've got to slap this wolf i'm trying to remember the beginning of the game but i can't um nah, it's been right. a while it's been a while um but yeah i also play a little bit of the mad max game i'm not gonna talk about that very much i only played it for about three hours so far but i like it um, yeah, we got a lot of shit from people. Shit from critics, not a lot of shit from from users. The users kind of really enjoyed it because it also had a really good PC port that people mm-hmm. praised a lot. Avalanche did a good job with it, apparently. And if you like Mad Max, you'll probably enjoy it. I mean, it's there's nothing bad about the game. Like, uh, like uh, people praised Mordor. I mean, primarily for its Nemesis system, but I honestly wasn't too hot on the Nemesis system to begin with. I think it didn't really pick up steam until halfway through the game. So the praise that that game got, I don't understand why Mad Max didn't get the same. Maybe if it had the Nemesis system, I don't know. But like I said, the Nemesis system to me wasn't that a, a, much of a big feature. So the fact that Mordor got it and Mad Max didn't makes no sense to me because I feel like uh, it it's really comes down to a preference of uh, IP. You know, I was yeah. a lot, There's a lot of Lord of the Rings fans, but Mad Max fans are, are also exist. And there's even more now with Fury Road out. So um, the car combat's fun. The, the combat's fun. The Wasteland's cool. Big map. If you like that kind of shit, if you like collecting stuff and – because there are people who do like that stuff. I mean, so for me, I get exhausted with those games sometimes. And mm. every now and then, I put one in the middle of my of my gaming uh, uh, tray. And, you know, like, this is what I'm going to play now. I, I'm in the mood for something like that. Or I just want to go around a map and, like, uh, check out boxes. It worked in Mordor with me for about 25 hours, and I got bored. But there are people who really like that kind of shit. And it's why Assassin's Creed is so popular, among other things, like with history and everything. But people like that stuff. So if you like that stuff, Mad Max is fun. Um, do you... Because that seems to be a... a a thing is like critical failure commercial like consumers love it do you think that it's sort of like junk food type games of it's not a good game but people just sort of indulge in it and enjoy See, the mindlessness that, like I, is it a mindless I, game I, I think, or are I think, you active uh, in it i think some games but i think mad max is generally a pretty well put together game um like there's nothing about mad max that's like like, so, like I, I get what you're saying. Like, some games are just, like, like uh, Deadly Premonition uh, is a game I could think of. I got pissed reviews. But, like, everyone loves it. It's like a cult hit where, like, mm-hmm. everyone's just kind of like, hey, you know, this game is really technically a piece of shit. And, and But it, there's something about it that, you know, people indulge in and people like it. Uh, even Deadly Premonition, I maybe wouldn't even call that junk food game. That's a cult hit in a way that it's kind of uh, psychologically a cult hit. But Mad Max, I think, is pretty generally a well-made game. Like... I can't look at it and go like, "Well, oh, this game's shit." Like everything's the game's beautiful. It's a pretty looking game. Uh, has really great storm effects. Uh, the wasteland's really well done. The melee combat's your typical Batman stuff. But I feel like so far, what they've managed to do with it is, yeah, it feels like the typical. It seems like all of the Warner Brothers third uh, third person games, like mm. Mordor, Batman. This like it seems like that's all they want to do is put this Batman Arkham combat in all of their games, and that's fine. It's fun, but uh. This one's like it feels really meaty and like uh, heavy. Like the, yep. I was disappointed because I was looking forward to the Mad Max game for a while. When I heard that it was going to be melee combat primarily, 
I was like, oh man, I kind of wish there was like an arsenal of weapons, but like I understand why they did it. Like it'd be kind of stupid because you, you can just pick guys off from halfway across the wasteland if you had guns. But like this forces you to get into combat, and there are gun you have a shotgun and and melee weapons you can make and pick up, and um, lots of lots of customization for your car and the character chum bucket's really funny, and um, the game's generally pretty well made. I, I it's um I think it was a a case of critics criticized it because it didn't bring anything new. That, oh, it's just another open world game, and yet. Like Syndicate got really good reviews, and and like I'm not signing. I haven't played Syndicate yet. Whatever. Uh, From what I hear, it's very different in how it plays. That's what I've been. That's to, what I've been hearing. I mean, but, admit, admittedly, people say it's been simplified to hell. I mean, but uh, when I watch and, gameplay footage of Syndicate and people open their map, I'm like, well, this looks like what people criticized in Mad Max, and it's like, well, I mean, why did Mad Max get put through the ringer? Like, I don't understand. Like. Because you can essentially fly in Syndicate with your grappling hook or something, so maybe it just fe- it doesn't feel so much of a of a chore to go and collect all that stuff. Well, I mean, I driving around. I've not I've not played or seen either. Driving around the yeah. wasteland is pretty fun. Um, customizing your car is fun. I mean, I, it's weird to me like when I look at the reviews, like it's getting five out of ten and stuff. I'm like, and I'm like, like initially I'm like, oh man, they must suck. But then, you know, as I watch people on Twitch and I watch it as overwhelmingly positive on Steam, and I've like tens. Um, last time I checked a while ago, it was like six thousand reviews. Like people are genuinely enjoying this game, and I I think it's a case of the critics were like, yo, it's another open world game. It's fucking bash it. But then any other open world game that comes out, it's fine. You know, mm. this game's fine. Um, yeah, I don't understand. It doesn't help, but it came out the same day as Metal Gear Solid, another open world oh, game yeah. that people wanted, yeah. that were people were hell bent on loving, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting. It's an interesting oh, yeah. narrative for the release of that Mad Max game. But I think if you like Mad Max, check it out. I'm having a really good, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Twenty hours down the line, will I still be? I don't know. Twenty hours down the line, I'm probably not gonna still be playing it because I'm gonna have another Wasteland game to be playing uh, in five days. But uh, I, I played some of Metal Gear One. On my Vita. Mm, I tried to play Metal Gear 1. Fuck that game. Yeah. I, th- I think Abby tried to play some of Metal Gear. Well, is Twin Snakes Yeah, she one... did. Yeah, <laughs> is Twin I'm Snakes... Beaten, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. This is... Um, uh, I- I'm going to segue into the topic I want to talk about, because then, cause then we can give our review of Taken King. It, I-, I don't think Taken King counts as a game we played as much as it's a discussion we want to have on Taken King, because um, we both played it, and I mean, we'll talk about the Destiny expansion. This segues perfectly. Another opportunity for the thing I want to talk about. Okay, all right. And, and that is, like... Uh, because it, it works really well with Metal Gear, and it's weird because like I, I had a stance on this, and then when I think about Metal Gear, I'm like, well, may, well, my stance is kind of different. Um, I always hear this like with Fallout coming out. Like, I haven't beaten Fallout Three. I played a lot of Fallout Three back when it came out on Xbox. At least at least thirty hours of it. I got stuck, um, but I had a great time with it. I just never got around to getting back to beating it because I had to start over Same. because I lost that save and whatever. Um, but I, I played it a lot. You know, what I mean, and, and I played New Vegas for about five ten hours. Like I'm. I'm not, I'm not a super fan. Like, I love Bethesda's games, but I'm not a Fallout super fan. And in my head, I'm like, I want to try and beat Fallout 3 before Fallout 4 comes out. But then I'm like, I'll just play it afterwards. You know what I mean? I'll play Fallout 3 after Fallout 4. And when I tell people that, like, you know, I'll say that online. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be so hard to go back and play Fallout 3 after playing Fallout 4 and all the new stuff. And in my head, I'm thinking, like, why? I mean, I go back and play Oblivion after I played Skyrim. You know, I went back and played. I mean, I played Morrowind, admittedly, and Oblivion before Skyrim. So it might be that I've already experienced those games with Mm -hmm. lesser mechanics. Um, but like I've gone back and played old games before and I always hear us talking about the Tales games like, oh man, you, you probably want to get the older Tales games out of the way first, you know, because if you play Zillia or Zisteria, you know, the new combat mechanics, it's going to be kind of weird without them. It's like, well, they're just different games though. I mean, like, you know, like, is it hard for you guys to go back and play older games? Like, like a- after playing newer iterations of them, I, Metal Gear Solid, I had a really fucking hard time. I tried to play the PlayStation 1 
uh, I had to play. I had the game on disc. Mm-hmm. I tried playing it. I can't fucking play that game. I can't play that game with its camera controls. The PlayStation One version. I can't do it. I I have such. A, I can't fucking do it. I fucking get. I gave up. I, I fuck this. I games probably will be great, but I've gotten to a point in my life where I've played with dual analog for like ten years and I can't do this yeah. anymore. I can't. I I really struggled. Like I was in a call with Andy and he was basically walking me through it. Um, and it's one of those things that people clearly love mm. and I want to know why but I can't get through that first game and that's clearly like it. May, it's it's a different story whether there's like a, a story thread like I feel okay that is a f- Zelda games you can pick up pretty much any one and play it long aside from like the odd ones that have sequels or whatever and make direct reference to something but you could conceivably play any zelda game in the franchise you couldn't just suddenly pick up metal gear 3 and necessarily know what's going on because even even if they're not chronologically in the right order they'll there's still stuff that's going to be going on that's going to be referencing one and two and you're going to not necessarily grasp everything um so i've been trying to get through halo one i started with three uh, and I'm playing Halo One, and uh, it is really, really hard to get through because <laughs> you don't have you don't have sprinting, you don't have um, regenerating health. <laughs> You've got to find health packs lying around, and they're just never when I need them. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I I struggle. It's hard. So I played mm. uh, Twin Snakes. Mm-hmm. That's the GameCube one, yeah. Yeah, with, with camera controls. Remake. Yeah. And um, I want to get into Metal Gear because um, Andy loves Metal Gear, mm. really loves it. It's like his favorite franchise or something. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like he ordered the Metal Gear Five <laughs> that came with the arm and whatever. Yep. Um, so he loves that franchise, and I was just like, why though? Mm. I've never played it. And he bought Twin Snakes, even though he doesn't have a GameCube. Yeah. <laughs> and was like. You could you could play this if you want, um, and I posted a picture of the game box on Twitter saying I'm not very well, so I'm going to try playing this. Yeah, and I already found the game kind of frustrating anyway, mm-hmm. uh, because I've never played a stealth game that's like Metal Gear. I've never I've never really played a game that's like Metal Gear, and I just found it really frustrating, especially when it wasn't telling me what the buttons were. It was yeah. just like press the crouch <clears throat> button without telling me what the crouch button was. And I'm like, hmm. Okay. How far did you get? <laughs> Not very far. Didn't even get out of the first room. Because what frustrated me was I had no idea what I was supposed to do because there is no tutorial. Um, well, the tutorial is a sort of... Well, the objective thing is a blink-and-you'll-miss-it type thing. Like, there's a com... Like, the, the video communication thing, and they'll be like, all right, there's some dudes down here. Go to the elevator. And you'll be like, all right, I'm used to just skipping through and having like an objective marker or whatever. And then you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Because it doesn't, at least on the Vita, it doesn't, it's not obvious that there is an elevator there that you can interact with. I don't know. The problem was, I was already like, I was already struggling with the game and not really understanding what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But since I posted specifically Twin Snakes box on twitter everyone was like you're playing the wrong version like you should be playing the ps1 version because this version's pants and 
everybody was saying that, and I was like, I don't, I don't have access to the PS1 version. So when I um, gave Andy Twin Snakes back, he was like, do you want to have a go on the PlayStation 1 version? And I I was like, sure. And just, I couldn't I couldn't even get out of that room. I couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, so I guess Metal Gear is one of those things I'm never going to understand. Because I was like, maybe I'll try 5, because everyone's like, oh, you could totally play this game without playing the rest of them. They but always then say equally, that, it's just like... Equally, a bunch of people were going, no, you need to play the rest of the games yeah. to understand what's yeah. going on. So, I don't know. Yeah. But, like, uh, <clears throat> that's, like, the one game, right, like, I can, like, say if someone told me, like, you know, you should you should play the old ones first because if you play anything new, they'll feel outdated. I think Metal Gear in general just feels outdated. Even if you, like, uh, even if you haven't played the new versions of, like, if you went to play Metal Gear 5 and then went to go play Metal Gear 1, it would be, like, the most fucking... Just like oh god. I mean, I I have never played a Metal Gear game other than Metal Gear One, and I think that just after generally playing games that are more recent than it, yeah, there's yeah. just stuff that you expect that it doesn't give you, and I don't know whether it's just stuff that's come with the times yeah. that I've gotten used to, or if it's because aside from volume, I've never played a stealth game, so I don't yeah. know if it's stuff that's just absent from the stealth genre that I'm not accustomed to just because I've never played them or if it's just because it's an old game that controls in this weird way yeah. where circle means okay uh, I, and not back I have a problem with Oblivion as well I, sh- I should bring this up I can't play Oblivion <laughs> um, it's not that I don't want to I tried to play it on the PC and it didn't work and I tried to play it on the Xbox 360 but the reason that I specifically wanted to play it on the PC was so I could try and find a mod for the UI, because I I don't like that UI. That's the only thing that stopped me from playing Oblivion, is that I didn't like the pause menu and how you equip stuff. Ah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, still kind of old-timey. I, I mean, in an RPG, that's a pretty big thing. And I really uh, didn't understand, understand lockpicking either, um, so I didn't get very far with that. I was so desperate to like it as well because I loved Skyrim and I wanted more of it. And Oblivion wasn't it. Those are the uh, the interesting ones for me. Like like what initially got me thinking about this was like with Fallout. Like like someone said, "Oh man, you got You should play the old ones. You should play Fallout Three and the biggest first because after Fallout Four, they're gonna feel outdated." And like at the same time, I, think, I feel like there's a certain time frame where like that happens. Like Metal Gear Solid One just becomes outdated in general. Not even in mm-hmm. not even in context with this series. You know what I mean? Like. Just in general, you go back up to Metal Solid One, like like it's not the game's fault. Came out what like nine ninety seven, uh, before that. I don't. Even I mean, remember. at this point, anything lacking, anything that was controlled with one yeah. joystick and D pads feels <laughs> bloody weird. Like N sixty four stuff sort of gets uh, away uh, with it, uh, unless it unless it had good one fixed camera, like a good fixed camera, like like Brave Fancy Musashi or something or Threads of Fate like there are certain games that work that don't feel as bad this is why it's a weird thing when people somebody say oh feel outdated like I don't think going from Fallout 4 to Fallout 3 is going to feel that bad I, especially because I've already played Fallout 3 enough to where I go back to this game I know what to expect like maybe if you haven't played Fallout 3 at all and you Fallout 4 is your introduction and then you go back and play 3 and it's like okay this is kind of weird I've never played this game before I can you know maybe mm. but the thing but is I, it's weird because like I feel like if you just realize it's a different game it's weird that I don't know. It's a weird. It's a weird topic because I don't. I don't think it's impossible to play old games after playing new ones. Uh, if you understand, like 
it's a different game. You know, it came out earlier. I don't know. We've just given really bad examples, apparently. We um, the thing is with like Fallout going back to Fallout Three, I imagine that most of it's going to be like the little tiny improvements that they've made that ultimately all add up to big improvements. That's the sort of thing that could conceivably be modded into Fallout 3 after Fallout 4 comes out. It depends if you're playing it on um, the console, because I feel like no one's going to go back to New Vegas on the console after Fallout 4 comes out, because New Vegas had horrible load times. Mm -hmm. It took, like, two minutes to load a really small area, and... I don't know why, it just had really bad load times, and that was the thing that put me off of New Vegas I think it was, I think it was dependent on how many saves you have. I don't like, have that many saves, The more saves you have, but... the worse it gets. Because some people were getting, like, ten-minute loading times because they just saved so much. Yeah, but I always had, like, the auto-save going on. Yeah. Which reminds me, I really need to learn to manage my saves better in <laughs> Bethesda games. Because I, uh... When I was switching my PC over, I took all my Skyrim saves and put them on an external hard drive just in case the cloud backup didn't work. Mm -hmm. I've got like 300 saves. (laughs) What? But, I don't know. I don't think there'll be a problem going back to Fallout 3, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Yeah. I I think it'll look like ours because, you know, it's that horrible green-brown filter. Which I liked because it fit in with the theme of the game. Sure, but Fallout 4... It looks like an apocalyptic wasteland, but it doesn't look like someone shoved mud in my eyes. But it's many, many years after the... I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. I don't don't like the way that New Vegas looks particularly, because it's got the very, like, orange and brown Mm -hmm. theme going on, which I don't like. I personally prefer, like, greens and blues, because it feels more post-apocalyptic to me, but... Fair enough. Um... I don't think there'll be much of a problem going back to yeah. Fallout 3 because it's short comparatively. Like, you can finish that game 100% in probably about 60 hours. I mean, you say comparatively. We don't actually know how long. Comparatively to things like Skyrim. Oh, okay. Because there, there's rumours that Fallout's at least 400, Fallout 4 is at least 400 hours long, which, even if you compare that to Skyrim, that's a big game. That's a very big game. Yeah. It, it, it still comes down to whether it's 400 quality hours or if it's 400 JRPG hours. Yeah, it's probably it, it's... 400 hours to uh, gut that game, like mm. to to where you've seen everything. all the side quests, all yeah. the. Yeah. And then you have. I'm gonna have to do multiple playthroughs. I want to try out different character builds. Mm. I want to try out different moralities. I want to play as a dude for the first time because of the voice acting. Um, so there'll be there'll be stuff missing for sure, like. There's no way that it's not... You're not going to go back and go, well, it would have been better if this had been in it. But if you've already played a considerable amount of Fallout 3... Yeah, mm. it's going back and you're familiar with it already. You know. Then I, I know for me it's going to be more like nostalgic than anything because I have very, very good memories with Fallout 3, so I'll probably always go back to it and enjoy it. But even even if it was... Like, oh, you can't go back to Fallout 3 after Fallout 4. <clears throat> What's the problem? Because you've got Fallout 4 at that point. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like the games are connected in any sort of story manner, I suppose. I mean, it's it, it's more like Zelda than Metal Gear. It is. Yeah. It feels weird because they do have the 1, 2, 3, 4 system, but they're not linked. Mm-hmm. Other than being in the same universe. It'd be like if Skyward Sword was called Legend of Zelda 12 whatever number it yeah. is, 
you'd think, okay, crap, I've got to play 11 other Zelda yeah, games, yeah, but yeah. you don't. Zelda so... gets away with it, though, because Zelda doesn't have, like, a specific formula, really, like, in terms of its gameplay, because A Link Between Worlds is totally different from Ocarina of Time. And... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they all have uh... a different uh, uh, thing to play with. That are, yeah. Yeah. That, that, is a, that are its own. Mm. So Whereas, I feel like Zelda gets away with yeah. it. Or Fallout is like, you know the core of Fallout gameplay loop and it's going to be present in every one uh, mm-hmm. from I now suppose. on. But, um... Which is fine. That's what I want. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Give, give me Fallout 4. I need it now. Come on. I'm going to preemptively say I am very sorry if I don't like Fallout 4. Because I was you know, air you know, about I was, I was watching the launch trailer 3. today. If you want to go into that game completely spoiler-free, do not watch the launch trailer. I regret my choices. Okay. So bad. But I know that Mr. Jefferson's voice actor is in it now from Life is Strange, so... <laughs> oh, Life is Strange, eh? <laughs> I don't want to talk about Life is Strange. I'm ignoring the fact that I finished that game. Let me take you back to the mystical time of, like, episode 19. <laughs> Where, uh... Ebby was regaling how amazing Fallout, uh, Fallout 4 Life is Strange was I mean I probably was talking about how amazing yeah. Fallout 4 is to be fair we did, we did do a uh, a video on Life is Strange whether that comes out is another question entirely but I, uh, I, I, I don't want to talk about it again I just I'm, I'm going to just say I played Life is Strange from beginning to end in about four days I started playing it the Saturday before episode 5 came out because everyone was like, my god, that end to episode 4. And the game is clearly important. Uh, the choices matter. Uh, spoilers, potentially, by the way, because I am incredibly pissed off. Um, and episode 5 was like the biggest letdown I could have expected from a game. You weren't waiting for two I months, know. three months. I, I, I felt disappointed after waiting like an hour like I played episode four. I was like, I'm not going to touch episode five until tomorrow, the day after. I waited an hour, hour and a half, and I was disappointed. I was like, there are people who waited two months or whatever it was to to get this. And this is why episodic gaming is never a good thing to play along as the episodes come out. If you can play an episodic game just all in bulk, it's a lot less uh, distressing, I imagine. You just have to avoid all the spoilers and things. You know what? I thought that Minecraft Story Mode was going to come out every two weeks because I noticed that they'd released episode two. Yeah. It's not. No, I don't know why they did that. But, um, yeah, I... I enjoyed about three quarters of my time in episodes one to four. And uh, then episode five just uh, pissed me off. Uh, for a I, wanna, for, for I, really, a I really don't want to talk about Life is Strange anymore. I'm so fucking fed up with that game. The the ultimate end pissed me off, but uh, all the stuff that happened throughout and loopholes and uh, plot holes and things they just they just all came all at once and uh, left me very unsatisfied and very angry, as Twitter may recall. Um. So yeah, I'll be playing Walking Dead season one and two. I'm sure that that's going to be wonderful. But I know that that doesn't really matter so much. So. I'm going in it with a different mindset. So I take it I should avoid Life is Strange then, huh? 
You can play the problem first is episode. the first four episodes are so good that well, I'm like, I mean, yeah, you should play it. There, there but... are there are points in the first four episodes that are good, but is then there, when you uh... think the stuff that happens in episode five, you're like, yeah, that sort of just. It's one of those situations where people say it's not about the ending; it's about the journey. Fuck um, that! Yeah, I hate it... those people. Well, Sorry. you said that about Zedoblade. No, because that's not a choice-based game. Yeah, where in this instance, the end absolutely can destroy the journey. The journey is completely pointless if the end sucks, uh, and the end sucks. Well, mm-hmm. partic- particularly the end that I wanted sucks. I will say. Um, God. Damn. That's an interesting. Uh, this sounds like a Mass Effect Three situation. Um, hmm. A lot of people are comparing it to that, actually. Yeah. Where everyone says it ruins the game, and I, I'm not typically of the mind that the uh, journey is what matters. But uh, in Mass Effect 3's case, I felt that the ending didn't ruin any of the amazingness that came before it. <clears throat> well, it the, had... thing, the thing about Mass Effect Three or Mass Effect is that it is a game. It is a, a third-person shooting adventure game, mm-hmm. I guess with choices in it. Life is Strange is a choice game. There, there isn't anything else to it. That's true. So It's like a point-and-click, choice-based game. Yeah, so it's like if if Mass Effect was purely just choice, 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 and then the end sucked, people... I mean, people were pissed off, but people would be more pissed off. Um, And it was one of those things where it just soured the entire experience. That's for nice. me, I, there are people that it liked it. That is fine. You are welcome to like it. I'm not crapping on you, but for me, I um, I think I am most pissed off because I got invested, and I don't tend to get invested that much. That'll teach you. <laughs> yeah, that that is what it's done to me. It has made me think I should not get invested in in this sort of thing anymore because. It's going to turn out like I think it will and just be awful and make me feel like I wasted my time. And energy. Like, I. A good hour and a half of my 16 or so playthrough is probably me just sat thinking about what I should do. Yeah. And, um. Is there going to be a season two? They're hinting at it. I'm not going to touch it until, um. Until it's finished. I know, I'm going to fucking play it, even though this one was a fucking disappointment. I really like as much as I got super angry in it and probably didn't get my point across well I really do hope that video comes out because uh, it explains better I feel like I have <sighs> to play it now just to see I'd wait for it to be in uh, in the summer set, in the winter sale do not buy it at full price yeah I'd say that's that's a good thing and just enjoy it at your own pace yeah and don't read the patch notes. <laughs> yeah, the patch notes apparently have spoilers. <laughs> well, the pa- the pat I I was reading the patch notes for episode five, and um, scrolled down to the bottom, and like the top comment on Steam had loaded up, and it was a spoiler. So, oh. an, ep- uh, an episode four spoiler. So, yeah. Sorry to hear. But but uh, Mr. Jefferson made it into uh, Fallout Four, so. I was watching the trailer and I was like, "Holy shit!" Does it look like Mr. Him? Jefferson? No. Oh. <laughs> I just hear. I like Mr. Jefferson's voice though, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's all right. There are worse actors. 
Hey, while we're uh, talking about things that super piss me off, can we talk about Destiny? Destiny, okay. the Taken King. You talk King. about Destiny. Yeah, Abby, you can go get a drink. One of <laughs> one of my favorite experiences this year. I, uh, I'll start off. Okay. That. No, well, I mean, that's how I'll start off. Oh, right, off. okay. So, so we're giving our footnotes, are we? Or head notes, I suppose. So, I am seriously undecided about how I feel with um, Taken King, purely because the stuff that I like, I like a lot. The stuff I don't like, I really, really don't like. And it, again, sours half of my experience. And so I don't know. I'll, I'll say I still play it nearly every day to get my bounties done and things, but I don't know why. The gameplay is still fun, so I guess there's that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why I'm still playing, even though it's pissed me off so much. Um, so to- we'll, we'll let you get into, into why you like it, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or that I agree with. The Taken King's been interesting uh, because this has kind of been Bungie's Reaper of Souls moment. And I, a lot of people were hoping it would have been Bungie's Reaper of Souls moment. And for people who don't know what that means, it means Diablo 3 came out and it was pretty much hated by everybody. I didn't find it to be that bad, but I understood where people came from. And I stopped playing it for those reasons, uh, even though I didn't hate the game. It's, it's, it's a really weird, similar trajectory to what happened with Destiny. And, you know, the well, things... they brought in the Reaper of Souls, the Diablo 3 people. Yeah, they did give them uh, and they had, advice like, a conference and, or whatever. It's like yeah. this is what you need to do. Yeah. Um, uh, so it is funny, like like people use that as like a me- like a way to describe it, but it's li- they literally talked to those fucking guys. Yeah. <laughs> they literally talked to the game director of Reaper of Souls, and he was like, "Yo, like gave him the rundown, like you know, like how to take a game that." But it's funny because when it comes to Destiny, you know, this game has kind of had. Uh, a weird path anyway, you know, because it came out and everyone was hyped for it. And for the first <laughs> week, everyone was playing it and having a good time. But, you know, as the second week and the third week unfolded, you know, the problems with the game came to light. And as somebody who was excited to play it and wanted to keep it as my main game for a while, you know, because it's, it's, I like loot games. You know? um, I, I didn't really want to, like, look at those problems and, like, and th- I, you know, I was kind of, they're going to fix it. You know, they're bungee. You know, they, they yeah, yeah. are on top of things. And it took them a while to get to the point where I can sit there and, and say, like, hey, you don't have Destiny, you should buy it if you're into this. Because mm-hmm. what Taken King did um, is it didn't change what Destiny uh, is and was. Like, in, in terms of what Destiny still is, it's still fundamentally the same game as Vanilla Destiny. What Taken yes. King did was change what was bad about the systems in place in destiny like you're still gonna grind for loot like there's no avoiding that at all like the grind is lessened in certain ways and the way that you're able to enter the raids and whatnot like for example kinross you're at the point where you could enter the raid right now uh if this was if this was vanilla destiny you might not be able to enter it yet, even after playing as much as you have. Because of all the, they got rid of the the um, light leveling up. Yeah, there's a sort of. There's a lot of uh, fundamental changes to the existing systems. So what I mean by when I say that they didn't change what Destiny was, it has changed what was bad about its systems. Is that it still has a light level, and mm-hmm. and for people who may read about Destiny and like you know that because that was one of the things people really fucking hated about Vanilla Destiny, myself included. It I didn't. 
progress anywhere past Vault of Glass because I, uh, once the other DLCs come in, I'm like, I don't give a shit to be equipping gear with a light stack to get my level up. It's like, this is what, well, fuck it. You know, like, I, it just didn't make sense. Well, those... I didn't do any, I haven't, I'm yet to do a raid, but the light leveling system just made no sense to me. Like, I didn't understand yeah. how it worked. I, I don't understand why they thought that was a good idea to begin with. Like, when they sat there, I'm like, this is the way we should make it. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know why they didn't just say, yeah, we'll let you level up to level 30 by experience. Yeah. So, with Taken King, one of the big improvements they touted was that, hey, leveling up to level 40... Yeah. Uh, Leveling up to level 40 is all experience-based. You will hit max level, max character level, um, by experience. And then light level still exists. And the way light level exists within the game now is it exists very much like World of Warcraft or Final Fantasy XIV's item level, which... It could technically just be renamed item level because it works the same way. And World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV and other MMOs I probably haven't played have an item level stat that enables you to enter certain activities. Like in World of Warcraft, in order for you to do the raid, you need to maybe – I don't know what the item levels are up to now. And wow, they've fucking raised exponentially over the years. It might be like 680 or something. I don't know. Um all of the power on your gear averages out to your item level, which is how it works mm-hmm. in Destiny now. So in Destiny, you do the raid, you need to have a 280 or 290. Uh, I think 280 is the like scraping the minimum. You're going to have a rough time, but you could do 290 it. 290 is probably recommended, I think, on, yeah. the, on the board. Um, so all of the gear you get has uh, a, a defense average and an attack average. So... It, your light level is literally just an average of all your gear. It equates to a gear level like WoW, like Final Fantasy XIV, like an MMO. They, they, mm-hmm. It's still, to somebody who hasn't played MMOs, like they still could probably look at it and go, what the fuck is, why do I still have a light level? Like, you know, like what, yeah. like what is it technically? But it's just, it's just a metric that averages out the power of your gear to let you know what you can and can't do. Um, so just like WoW and just like Final Fantasy, once you hit max level, that level means nothing anymore. And your light level is still an item level is still dominant. So when they got rid of the light level, they didn't technically get rid of it. It's still very much the metric in which you do things at end game. It's just but it doesn't feel like differently. it like the because the light level was directly tied to your actual level. It felt a pain in the ass. Yeah. Now that it's just a stat. It's still technically the same thing, but it's presented in a different way, mm-hmm. and it just feels like, oh, I got to light level two ninety four, yay! I didn't have to sacrifice anything for it, or it didn't. It wasn't incredibly convoluted. I just put better gear on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you didn't have to find special like because like back in Vanilla Destiny you, or one point for people who don't know vanilla terms, I, don't, I I don't even know the origin of the fucking term vanilla for a game. Uh, I just playing picked up on it from playing wow and stuff i don't understand vanilla i don't know, I don't know what that means but because vanilla is a is the plain ice cream flavor oh, okay uh, there's nothing added to it it's just yeah vanilla. it's just why isn't it cook- oh well i guess cho- neutral why is it just chocolate why isn't it chocolate destiny because because chocolate is a like it like you know when you go to a new pizza place you get the margarita to see if they can actually make a decent pizza if you go to a new ice cream place you get the vanilla to know if they can make a decent ice cream mm, that's true and then you go and get the fancy stuff <laughs> There's no point buying strawberry ice cream from a place that can't make ice cream. This is true. This is true. This explains it. Um, I mean, you could call it Margarita Destiny if you want. So in Margarita Destiny, <laughs> like you had to find, like it in, you had to find pieces of gear that had light on it, and then mm. 
Because not everything it, did. Yeah, even if it, and then if it wasn't better than the one you currently had, it, it might be by upgrading it. So it was just a fucking mess. So they got rid of that and they made it simplified. And by doing that, they made it so that upgrading your gear and your light level is pretty natural by just playing the game now. It isn't very yeah. difficult to do. It, it still yeah, it, requires it some grinding. You don't yeah. really need to pay. You, t- you don't yeah. need to think. What do I need to do to do this? It just sort of happens, and then you get to a point where it sort of plateaus, and you're like, okay. I do need to start switching stuff around a, a little bit. Sorry, if you're close to like the 280 and you like you hit mm-hmm. 279 and you're like, but this one um, would just tip me over the edge. I'll switch around, or yeah. I'll, I'll switch the um, or infuse it particular year or whatever. Yeah. Um, but until you get to that point, it it just happens. Yeah. So that's a benefit for anyone who's worried about the light grind. Now, one of the big things that Taken King promised, and I feel like it delivered on, and I, but I, but I feel like in terms of it delivering on like a grand scale, I still don't think so. It's it's never been my, I mean, it's it's been a big problem with Destiny. I think people should have a problem with it, and I think coming from Bungie, I think they should definitely have a problem with it. And it's still the story in its presentation. I, st- yeah. I, I mean, as, as much as like, yeah, it's great. Like Taken King added cutscenes, and you know they have a more. When you start Taken King, this is a Taken King story, and you're going to go from beginning to end. You're going to have cutscenes. You're going to have a story, whatever. Um, and the I, in, the loading screens present more information to you, yeah, in a useful way. And it's then, not just not exposition only that, dump. Yeah, the quest, the quest overhaul also. So they they put in work to give you context and reasons for what the things you're doing. Even on the old quests, they give you more context, what you're doing with the quest log and when you're talking to NPCs in the tower mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I don't feel like it delivers maybe uh, a halo quality campaign still. Um, I don't well, think the missions ever... are still the mission. They're still the same. Like, even though they've changed like the dressing, it is still the, you've got a guard ghost whilst he transmits something or opens a file. And that, Taken King at least had mission variety. I don't yeah. feel like I yeah. was constantly doing the same well, mission yeah, and over and over and over again. That's worth noting. Like the the missions themselves, um, which is a big plus for me. By the way. Not discount like 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 taking away like the story presentation. Like the story presentation is still leaves some to be desired. I I personally feel, but the missions themselves, mm-hmm. which are like the big coat of paint over over Destiny's campaign, is the quest system everything is a quest now you don't just like oh i got a mission it's on my directive map let me just fucking try to find it here everything's trackable you have a quest log like an mmo you go mm-hmm. you pick your quest you can read it you get context npcs talk to you um and all the missions that are available in taking king that i still have to do i still have some to do which is really weird uh i've been playing it for two months and i still have solo missions to do uh, and they've been adding new ones uh, i think everything that i've got left is strikes and raids and the crucible which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, all had a pretty good amount of variety. I like everything new, all new ground that you step on is really fun. I really enjoy anything involving the dreadnought. Initially, I did not. Initially, I did not like the way the dreadnought looked. But as you poke around it more, I really enjoy it. Uh, I feel like. Did you play Halo Three? Yeah. It reminds me too much of the floodship because mm. I just. I mean, I guess it's sort of the same, but I just get lost. I don't understand where I am. Like unless I'm in the um, 
the starting area, the the whole breach, or the mausoleum. I just have no idea where I am or how to get to where I am. That's been my problem with all patrols, and it's no better with the Dreadnought. I haven't been able to navigate the patrol maps ever. Um, I vaguely understand the moon, Mar- half of Mars I get. Venus, I know the first like three areas. Mm-hmm. Um, Earth, I can do... Like the place that you land, where is it? The Barrens? Yeah. I think. And then, like, one to either side, I will understand. Like, one to the left and one to the right, I'll know where I am. Mm-hmm. And then I get lost. So, I really wish that you could choose where on the planet you drop. That'd because be nice. then I feel like you'd naturally start to understand mm-hmm. better where things are. Whereas, if you're constantly being dropped in the same spot and you think, I need to get to the other side of the map, yeah. it takes forever. The Dreadnought, I've gotten better at navigating, though, more so than the other ones, mainly because I think I've been on patrol on the Dreadnought more than the others, mainly because of Court of Orcs and some of the uh, droppable keys and stuff like that that take you to chests and all this other stuff, Um, which is, um, like, I know, like, the Court of Orcs is kind of like my pillar. Like, that's, I know where that is. Oh, and that's over that way. That's over that way. That's over that way. And this is one of my biggest likes for the taken king is among other things like among the missions and among i feel like what they did with the dreadnoughts patrol uh i really would like them to go back and kind of gloss over mars venus moon earth and add stuff like the court of orcs and add stuff like the uh skyburner key and the warm singer runes and all that stuff to make you want to go back to those ones as well mm-hmm. um which I would probably take a lot of work, but I think it would be an awesome addition for whatever they do next. Like, go back and revisit those patrols because I don't have a reason to go patrol the moon unless I have a bounty or a quest. Yeah. Like, and and even then, like I I might just I might just continuously getting quests to go patrol the moon. Like, it would just be bounties at a certain point. Um, I mean, the only reason I go to Earth is when uh, it says to get hive um, hive ultras and mages. That's the only reason I go to Earth now, or occasionally when it says the when it's the um, Five heavy kills within three seconds or whatever. I'll either go to Mars or um, Earth, <clears throat> just because it's there's a few spots that are very easy to do yeah. that. Yeah. So I would like that. Um, <clears throat> but overall, I feel like everything progression wise in the Taken King has been a huge improvement. And it's what it's what's made it my main game since September fifteenth. Like since September fifteenth, the only game I've played every day is Destiny. I a few day breaks here and there because mm-hmm. I feel like they really delivered on stuff to do like a post uh the game when it first came out like when a game first came out like what do you do like okay you hit level 20 you got to get like your strikes are crucible that's it like, i mean i mean at this point all i am all i am doing in the game is um bounties and in the, in that then it doesn't tend to be the crucible ones because i'm not good enough at crucible to do half of the bounties that it wants or it wants it to be in a fire team um and so there is not much left in the game for me to do um, without doing raids and strikes, like specific things in strikes. I have nothing mm-hmm. left to do. So in that way, the game is feeling kind of dead for me at the minute. Um, the Halloween event was nice. It gave me something to do until I got all the masks, and now I've got nothing to do again. Which is uh, which is understandable if uh, the raid isn't like on your radar or anything like that. The raid... Well, th- this, is, this is the thing that we've ultimately discovered between the way that you're playing it and the way that I'm playing it aside from a few times here and there 
with um, yourself or a couple of people that I have found. I've my experience of Taken King has been one hundred percent solo. Whereas you, mm-hmm. every time that I've seen you on, particularly within the first month or so, um, you were playing with other people. So a lot of my problems come from the frustration with the way that the game works on a solo level. Yeah. Um, compared to co-op. And that's, and that's where like, I, I think it's like when I say that Taken King changed what was wrong with destiny in terms of its systems, uh, not what it was like Destiny's always kind of been that co-op shooter. Like it's, it's never been solo friendly ever. Uh, especially I feel like Destiny 1.0 was I mean I got through all of the um, missions in vanilla Destiny solo completely fine Taken King there were several that oh, okay yeah. I had to like I got sev- significantly pissed off and had to take a break from and took several days for me yeah. to be able to do um so it, it's like they've designed it to be co-op, which is fine if you have people to do it co-op with. Yeah, well, the story missions I did all by myself with Taken King. The story missions I always kind of looked at as a different animal to the stuff I would typically do with people in Destiny. I mean, the, the big one that sticks in my mind, it's not because like, the story is actually really short, but there's a lot of like mission questy stuff afterwards. Yeah, those are the, the one things, that really sticks in yeah. my mind is the um, the poison fire Brace. floor. Brace and Brace. Um, funnily enough, uh, I just had to do Fear's Embrace again to get Touch of Malice, uh, which is like one of the best guns in the game. It's after yep. a really long, drawn-out quest line, um, it's a special version of Fear's Embrace where it summons a special wizard mm-hmm. uh, that you have to fight while also fighting the Echo of Orcs. Screw and that. you definitely need more than one person because that is impossible to solo. And I actually found Fear's Embrace to be impossible to solo, and you did it. Um, Eventually. Somehow, I wanted to snap the game in half. When you told me you beat that quest solo, and, and like as I'm reading your skypes and like you know your complaints about the game, and like I and like there, here's the thing, here's the thing is I'm never gonna combat you on your problems with this game because as much as I love Destiny, as much as this is my favorite experience of the year, and I really like what they've done with it, and I really like the raid. The raid is super, 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 super fun. I did normal mode and hard mode. Um, I've I've done just about everything like. I've seen just about everything substantial in the game. I still have quests to do and guns to get and lots of loot to get from the raids. I will never ever combat the fact that they still have a super poor implementation in terms of finding groups within the game. And it's a big problem not just for the raids because even then I don't know how well matchmaking would work with the raids, especially after doing the raid and seeing... Like, if you're not guaranteed to have people who are going to listen and have a mic, it's going to be difficult. But I don't see a problem in giving people the option to try, you know. you know, mm. um, I, There's definitely a problem in terms of even communicating, like, okay, how hard is this going to be for myself to do? Like, this quest, yeah. Fears Embrace. Like, yeah, it says hard, but I'm of the recommended light level. I should be able to just do it. Um, but I do think that the game really doesn't cater to solo people if it did before, it definitely doesn't at all now. A lot of things 
Court of Oryx, the Wormsinger keys, all of the patrol stuff on Dreadnought that requires you to kill some type of a world boss to get a key to unlock a chest. That's all well and good. You can do that without a fire team, but it's going to be difficult. The Taken War quests are a real big pain in the ass to complete without a fire team or people you know. Is that the one where you've got to kill the three yes. swords or whatever? Yeah, that was yeah. a pain in the ass because some of them you could, like, I think one or two of them you could just about solo. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was just impossible to do on your own. And no one was ever, it was in the one area that no one ever goes because it's in the middle of backwards nowhere. Um, and there was just no one there ever. Mm-hmm. I had to actually call people in. I was like, sorry, can you please help? <laughs> yeah, those, those could be, I, I had to do some last night. I, I, never, I never finished my Tekken War quest because I didn't feel like doing that. And um, I wanted to get them out of the way so I can get the Bully and Gemini and then I, so I can get the, um, um, yeah, something else. Uh, something else I was trying to get. I don't remember. But uh, <laughs> so I was doing them last night, and you know, and I'm like, I'm remembering everything you were talking about. I remember because I did the first steps of these with friends, two friends who I played most of the game with, and then yeah. I remembered your messages on Skype, and I remember you complaining about these quests. And in my head, I'm thinking they aren't that bad. You know, I did them like, you know, but like I had two people with me the whole time. And I'm doing them by myself, and I'm taking and responding, and there's nobody fucking round. Nobody's doing it. I'm trying to find lieutenants myself. I, it's fucking they're spawning in random corners i guess because i can't find them some of them are invisible minotaurs you know it's whatever fuck yeah. off i i I've, are... got, I've gotten to the point where i know <laughs> where loot helens could spawn mm-hmm. but they're so far apart and there's a time limit obviously to kill all yeah. three to spawn the dude in who will not actually sp- i thought for a while that he spawned where you killed the last lieutenant mm-hmm. it's not he just spawns in the area somewhere so you've then got to find him and hope that you've not wasted too much time wandering around to find the dude to then try and kill him on your own. Yeah, in time. Mm. Um, and then when the boss spawns, good luck doing it by yourself. Yeah, the, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, fucking... so many times I got him to, like, an honest-to-God sliver, and then he'd be like, take corruption subsides. And there's a, <laughs> there's, a small, there's a small window after it says that it subsides that you can still do damage, mm-hmm. but it would never be quite enough i'm like god yeah. damn it overall though like in, t- in terms of like a bullet point of everything i've liked because there's a lot to talk about with taking king like i'm trying to think in my head like you know what did i like about it because i mean we've only really talked about a few things about it i don't like the taken um i i i, do... I liked the taken up to a certain point it's captains vandals phalanxes um scions they can all piss off yeah there's some really t- difficult enemies uh the goblins are cool except for when they're making any of the aforementioned immune. I just I just find it really satisfying to fight the Taken because of their glowing weak spot and the way they die and their death animation and all that stuff and I always enjoy when it's the Taken. I, I but I the some of their attacks are annoying. The the Centurions, are they the ones who shoot out the big blind balls? No, that's the captains. The Centurions the captains. I don't mind too much. The Centurions fire out the the tracking rock mm, of death. That's right. Which you can shoot and it explodes. They're not ah, too bad. That's right. Yeah, that's easy. That's easy. Yeah. Um the captains Particularly, the, there's a the one on Venus, the Baroness of Goldoth or whatever. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you've got to kill three Taken captains who would be trying to blind you. And then she'll spawn in. She'll fire blinding things. And when you're fighting the, the alt major or ultra or whatever it is of the Taken, they'll spawn in more of the lieutenants that you had to kill to summon them. Mm-hmm. So you'll have her firing blind balls and six captains 
also all firing blind balls at you. It just gets... If, if you're doing that on your own, it gets impossible. You need someone to at least distract half of them. I'm glad that name is sticking. I've always just called them blind balls because I don't know what the fuck else they're called, and they blind you, and they're shaped like yeah. balls. So I, yeah. I, never, I never knew what else to call them. Um, um, but yeah, uh, I think the way that it's managed to stay in my uh, in my schedule since it came out is... I, immediately, I, I really liked at level 40. I feel like there's a lot to do uh, once you hit 40 to increase your light level. I mean, you have the Court of Orcs. You have the patrols. I already mentioned how much I like what they did with patrol on the Dreadnought. I think there's a lot more interesting things to see in the Dreadnought's patrol. There's the strikes. All the new strikes are really fun. I actually don't hate any of them. Um, I They took the criticism of their old strikes to heart. Their old strikes in vanilla were always criticized for all their bosses being just bullet sponges. Like, I know, I forget, fuck, what the fuck's that big ogre's name? Uh, it was, like, the infamous strike where you could cheese it by the rock. I forget the name of the strike, and I forget the name of the boss. Fogoth? Fogoth. Is um, it Fogoth? Yeah. I might, I might not have um, seen him too much then. I think it's Fogoth. If it isn't Fogoth, I, I, if there's a hardcore Destiny fan listening to this point, well, it'd fucking correct me if it's not Fogoth. Um, I think it was Fogoth. And, like, you know, it takes forever. All you do is stand there behind cover to shoot at the boss... They've taken kind of the mini raid boss approach with a lot of the new strikes in terms of like we're gonna make the boss isn't gonna be a pushover. He's not gonna have like like lesser like he has they have less health than the bull sponge bosses from vanilla, but they're not mm-hmm. gonna make the fight feel as boring as sitting behind covering and shooting it because we're gonna throw mechanics at you. We're gonna have you run a relic. Um, we're gonna have you keep watching the floor electrocute you, ads, electrocute you. Yeah, different burners and and mechanics and things to watch out for. And it keeps you on your toes, and and it makes fighting the boss in between those phases kind of like another phase instead of just this is just the boss phase. Let's just mm-hmm. shoot the boss. Like uh, the new strikes have all. I really wish they would go back and overhauling old strikes would be a big um, undertaking because a lot of the old ones need actual work and not just let's put a fresh coat of paint over it. Uh, I mean, did you hear how much of a pain in the ass it is to make an alteration to a map? Yeah, yeah. Because their engine is horrific. Hearing a, hearing a lot about this game and how much of a pain in the ass it is to change shit to with that article and everything, it's kind of like this. I, I bet you they're so excited to to be working on Destiny 2 at this point and have a fresh slate with that. And like, I like, hope that they get to... I hope that they start over from scratch. I, it's I, a pain in the ass for them to create a I new think engine they will. again. I, I, but... I, I th- if not, it'll be a heavily modified version of whatever the hell they're using now. Um, and they probably if, figure... if you don't if you don't know what we're talking about the the engine that they use at the moment currently involves like if you want to make an alteration in a map like move something a couple of inches over or whatever because it doesn't quite feel right or whatever so the night before when you leave for work you'll start booting up the map um to load overnight because it takes that long and you hope to god that when you come in the next day it's not failed because then you've just got to start it over again uh, you make your alteration and then so it would be just a click and a drag to move it and then you've got to render the map again which takes as long as it did to import the map so moving something by a couple of feet takes I guess you'd say around 16 hours for every change so that's just that's not a good system I don't know why Yeah, they made an engine like that there's a lot going on behind the scenes of this game. They probably led up to whatever the fuck yeah. they were left with when the game first came out. Um, 
Thankfully, even the public perception has been good with them lately. Even with the microtransactions, they quelled that storm uh, pretty well um, yep. and maintained it. I was getting kind of bummed out when I was hearing that, like rumors of stuff. But they, you know, they're like those items are data mined from old shit. They were never meant to be microtransactions. They were supposed to be bought from the speaker with strange coins, whatever. Um, oh, I like that I get strange coins now. I finally can buy stuff from Zer. Yeah. In the entire first year, I never accrued enough strange coins to buy anything other than motes of light because I accidentally spent my strange coins. And this is what I... That's one of the things I like the most about it is I... Like, there's... It's weird to get into every little thing, but I always... I've felt like there's a lot of variety in terms of what to do in, in The Taken King. Once you get to the point of raiding, like for you right now, you're at the point where your light level is for raiding. You're not really going to increase your light level unless you raid um, mm-hmm. for the most part, uh, which is just kind of the nature of it. That's, that's fine. You did... You played it a lot, and you've seen the game. The raid isn't going to be for everybody anyway. Um, it is. I mean, I've watched people do it. It yeah. looks like fun if you've got the right group of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like. I do not have enough friends. Like, I could play it with strangers on voice chat, but it wouldn't be quite like the fun looked like it came from mm-hmm. the yeah camaraderie, which you're just not going to quite get with randoms, which I get. But um, that's uh surprisingly, it, um. Most of my raid groups have been four out of the four or five out of the six people have been people I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might be why even like a Taken King has been one of my favorite experiences is because these four or five guys are uh, mostly old friends I used to play WoW with like eight years ago. Some of them I haven't talked to since then. And like everyone's kind of back here playing this. So like it's kind of raiding in the Taken King has kind of taken the place of me raiding in WoW with them. So like it's been kind of... It's been really fun. The raid is really fun. For anybody interested in what the fuck De- Bungie's doing with MMO raids in an FPS, uh, all the boss mechanics are super fun. The jumping puzzles are super fun. Um, there's not a moment in King's Fall that I really think is bad. There's no cheese method. There's nothing crippling it. Uh, I feel like the ship jumping is a little bit... I love it. I, I feel like it. there's like a, it's a couple of steps too long. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it could be a little shorter. Um, once you know the trajectory of the ships, though, it's kind of I could do it pretty. Yeah. I, it used to take me a while. Like when I first night did that, the jumping puzzles in the raid. Um, for anyone who isn't aware, I mean, they're just little like platforming sections where uh, there's no killing. It's just your Mario. Uh, and I I always loved the addition of jumping puzzles in MMOs when they when I was introduced to them with Guild Wars Two, and like I loved them. I was so in love with doing those in Guild Wars Two, and the Halloween event in Guild Wars Two was so fun, and in the raid, I mean, there was only a raid I did in comparison was Vault of Glass, and there was a jumping puzzle in that, but it was not not really the same as the ships or the uh, pendulums. Uh, yeah, the the pendulums and like the pushing platforms. I don't know how to describe it. Um, when you're going towards this exotic chest, there's these things that these giant like spikes. That oh, is that the, the ledges out of the wall? Yeah, the ledges part. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are always huge comic relief moments in the raid because somebody's always gonna fuck up in some stupid way. And someone's always going to be the last one to make it, and it's always fun. After like even the seventh time doing it, it's still fun. Mm. Um, I, I enjoy those. The ship part, I could agree. And and in hard mode, there's no checkpoint in the ship part. So if you die, you start at the beginning, no matter what. Uh, so you have to know I've where. Ju- the I just remember the worst thing about the Taken King. Do you know what the worst thing about Taken King is, Bill? Uh, I'm not sure. The god. Damned hammer of soul. Fucking sunbreaker. Yeah, Titans. 
That's the one thing. I mean, we've been <clears> talking <throat> so much about the content overgloss and everything they've added on top of the game to make the grind uh, lesser. Before we get into the to that, I do want to say. Uh, I really like how a lot of the big named exotics are part of quest lines and not just the RNG. Like all of the big notable ones are uh, most of them, honestly, except for the year two versions of year one exotics. A lot of the new big exotics are through methods that don't involve you handing in an engram, except for maybe the super Salma Telesto and stuff like that. Like black spindle was an awesome. My, um, my mind from an exotic engram. Which one? Uh, the Jade uh, Oh yeah, that one is that one is. Um, there are there's like I think half of them are half of them aren't. Um, but I like because in year one, like your your best bets of getting exotics were like, well, fucking here we go, you know, randomly from a nightfall, from a raid, whatever. Um, this you get Touch of Malice, Black Spindle, um, Bullion Gemini. Uh, is Sleep a Stimulant uh, a quest one or not? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, no time to explain. Um, a whole bo- uh, the sword. Um, There's a hand ca- um, hand cannon one. I got a hand cannon one from um, a quest line, I think. I did. I got an exotic hand cannon from the gunsmith quest uh, called Ace of Spades. Um, there's just so many different ways to get exotics now, and it's nice because I have more exotics than I ever had in my life playing Vanilla Destiny. Well, I didn't get a single one, um, so I, I, I popped ha- that trophy. I had maybe one. Uh, when I went into year two, um, I think I've now got f- four because I keep dismantling them. I've got my jade rabbit, a glove, my fancy sword, and a rocket launcher. I just got nice truth. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um. So that's one thing I wanted to mention before we get into the subclasses and whatever else to finish it off. Um, uh, and then let Eppy stop eating. Yeah. <laughs> A long snack. I'm still <laughs> <laughs> I'm snacking while talking. Um, yeah, they added three new subclasses into the mix. Um, all three of which people have unanimously liked amongst their um, respective mains. Amongst people that use them. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the most notable one is the Titans um, Sunbreaker subclass, which includes the Super Hammer of Soul, which is just. Reckless. Too much. It needs. It's just fucking it needs reckless. The biggest goddamn <laughs> nerve. It's. It is almost as bad as the um, as the uh, the bucket in Splatoon. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, <laughs> I. I... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Which that, every that... every time there's an update for Splatoon, I read the the patch notes to see for, whether uh, they've done anything to nerf? the bucket. Uh, they keep buffing the bucket. <laughs> they keep buffing it. They keep buffing it. Admittedly, only like specific situations, but they never nerf it. It's always getting like slight increase to armor damage or something in like boss situations or whatever. Like, guys, please nerf it. Never gonna um, happen, man. I re- I really like the way that you unlocked the new subclass for the warlock. At least I don't know what it was like. For I, yeah, I I did the hunter quest and the titan quest to unlock them, and they're pretty cool. Um. I, I, whilst I remember, I'm trying to. My brother asked me whether he should buy Taken King, and I said, "If you have someone to play through, because the story still doesn't make much sense if you don't play the first game and the DLCs. Like a lot of stuff happens that is still making reference to that. If you don't have someone to play through that, it's it's going to be just as painful. I feel to get through those repetitive missions. 
um, in year one. It's made a little bit better by improved bounty tracking and quests and things and quest tracking, mm-hmm. but the the missions are still the same. You're still going to have to get through that slog. Um, but then the moment that you hit um, House of Wolves, really, I would it, I, I would even say skip that shit. Uh, would you? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I mean, you, you you can do that once um, with your twenty five boost. You. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're playing it. it from the beginning, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he's asking whether he should get it from scratch. I'm like, mm. well, if I'm around to play with you, yeah. But you're still gonna. If you didn't enjoy it the first time round, know that it gets better. But you still have to get through all of the the story crap missions and things. Yeah. Um, to get there. Back to the hammer of soul. Yeah, it's I, lo- I I felt it's fun. so goddamn powerful being Emperor Palpatine uh, the moment that I could start shooting lightning out of my hands <laughs> and I loved it and then I go to Crucible and uh, and I'm just the weakest little baby mm-hmm. yeah. because uh, nothing nothing can, can harm a dude throwing hammers at you the uh, the best counter for the Hammer of Soul is Gunslinger kills in one shot uh, I'd say the, the best counter gun. to Hammer of Soul is to kill yourself uh... <laughs> Don't let him have the So kill. I've actually been rolling Gunslinger instead lately. What, what is that? Stalker. Oh, that's um, a Hunter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just enjoy it more. I've been enjoying well, it. I, I enjoy the Night Stalker. The new one for Hunter, Night Stalker, has a bow, and it's really good for doing strikes and any kind of PvE type stuff. That That's um, the one that locks people in place, right? Yeah, and it tethers them all and links them all up through through a thread, and there's perks that, sh- that everybody who's tethered by that gets hit. Uh, that, that when they get hit, all of the damage is shared yep. across them all. And it doesn't split. It gives them all the raw damage. So when you have a large pack of ads or something, you drop that in there and you throw in a grenade and whatever else, everything just poof, explodes and it's so fucking satisfying. One of my still, I still get overjoyed when I'm able to do that. Uh, fact, here's, a, here's a question I have. <coughs> yeah. Warlock only has two subclasses in my mind because Sunsinger or whatever it's called is atrocious. I hate it. Anytime there is a bounty that requires me to use it, I'm disappointed. Mm. Are all three of the uh, Hunter and Titan subclasses decent or is there a duff one in every Um, class? There's really no bad one in Hunter. Um, People don't use Arcblade as much as they used to, but uh, it's still fun to use. Uh, Titan, Striker, nobody uses that piece of shit. Um, just period. People use either Sunbreaker or Defender because Defender's bubble shield uh, can buff you with weapons of light, which gives you a huge damage buff in the raid and anywhere really. Strikes, whatever. Anything so which is the one boss. that's the um, Havoc Fist or Fist of Havoc or whatever? Uh, striker. I still get killed by that a lot. Um, I mean, people, people probably use it in PvP. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's more useful than the, the, the bubble, yeah, typically. Yeah. Um, but as far as Sunstinger goes for Warlocks, it is quite useful in certain aspects of the raid and certain aspects of certain nightfalls. I guess um, the self-revive is probably the only useful thing. In uh, yeah, and especially in the raid, if you're a warlock and you go down, in, certain, in, in the hard mode raid, rather, because there's no reviving other uh, teammates in the hard mode raid. They, If you die, mm-hmm. you're dead. Unless you can self-revive, which can be really helpful in certain... Like, if you have the boss almost dead and you go down and you need that extra bit of damage, you can self-revive and stuff like that. There's uses for it, but typically a lot of people have been running with the uh, electricity. What the fuck's it called? Uh, Stormcaller? Uh, Stormtrance or something. Stormcaller, Storm yeah, yeah. Something like that. And uh, to take down ads, because it, it's a really good super for clearing out packs of enemies. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not too sure how much what else I can really say about it aside from that. Uh, if you haven't owned Destiny before and you're interested in playing it, uh, and you maybe have some friends who are interested too, and you're looking for a good shooter to play with people, um, and even if you don't have friends, if you're if you want to <laughs> be like, because one Me. thing one thing I think. Um, I, I don't think Bungie did it on purpose because I, I'm not going to give them too much credit for a lot of the shit that they pull with year one. Um, but what ended up happening as a result of there being no matchmaking in certain areas and what happened as a result of there really being no group making tools whatsoever in the game is, and if they did do it on purpose, well, good on you. They could probably look at me and tell me they did it, but I won't believe them. Um, yeah. Is that it, like... it created a, a, a community uh, that that requires you to be a part of it opposed to like, cause when I, when I look at other games like this, like Diablo or, or like, wow. Um, a lot of wow's big, um, uh, uh, pieces of content at end game have matchmaking now. And they didn't back in the day. And one of the things people miss a lot from vanilla. Wow. Is the necessity to find people yourself, uh, was mm-hmm. a big part of wow. Back in the day. It's, it's an old outdated mechanic, like in terms of being for usability purposes, like, the idea of trying to find a... I mean, in WoW's days, it was 40 people and not six. Um, so, I mean, it was still... Uh, you had to make a guild for that. It, well, you couldn't just go and find a pickup group for a 40-man raid. Um, but people miss the idea of, like, being a part of a community, which isn't exist in WoW. I mean, you can go do the, the LFRs and looking for raids and the matchmaking stuff, and, you know, nobody talks to each other. Nobody gives a shit. You, you enter it. You do your shit. You do it badly if you want. There's 25 people in there who gives a fuck. Uh, nobody talks. Nobody cares. And And... It, you can certainly still find that in WoW with the harder raids, but what I what I like about what happened with Destiny, and like, like I said, I highly that was on purpose because there are some oversights in there, but the uh, the necessity uh, that exists, like I did the Touch of Malice quest line this week, which required me to find people to help me with the final quest, the strike before it, and getting my last calcified fragment. And none of my friends were on, so I had to go and I used Destiny LFG. And the communities that that rose up around the game, uh, in terms of the Fireteam subreddit and DestinyLFG.net, like it, I met a dude. I played Destiny four hours with a dude from Austria two days ago, and I'll probably play with him again. He's on my friends list. I never would have seen this, this man out. I don't think you were awake. Um, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, <laughs> Bill goes to the Austrian guy. <laughs> and, like, I never would have met this guy or talked to him without that. And that's the same thing that used to happen to me with World of Warcraft back in the day. Like, I made legitimate friends in WoW back in the day. Every year since maybe Mist of Pandaria of me playing World of Warcraft, I've never met a new friend in that game since. And it's – it's it the conversation surrounding the Destiny community when you go to the Reddit or you go to the NeoGAF thread or you go to the LFG or you go to anywhere – or the PS4 community, it doesn't just involve what, what is typically discussed in an MMO subreddit. Like, oh, best stuff to use, this or that, or, you know, oh, Blizzard sucks, you know, this dungeon's cool. It involves a lot of community forming and group forming and stuff like that, and I... It's fun, in a way, it's fun to play with Bungie's faults in this situation, mm-hmm. um, because I haven't been this outgoing in terms of making friends in a game or... or, or I'm going to call them friends. I'm not really friends with these people, but like finding companions to do things with since old days of wow. might be why I'm sticking around so much is because I've, I decided to just say fuck it and just play with randoms when I need to. Um, and it's been 
pretty positive experience. Although I've been the dickhead two days ago. I needed I needed a calcified fragment from the raid. And I forgot to grab. And I wanted to get this Touch of Malice questline done. And this calcified fragment happened to be in the beginning of the raid. So I joined a raid, grabbed the fragment, and left. Kind of a dick move. But I didn't feel like doing the raid with those people. They seemed nice. But I wanted to get my fragment. But, yeah. um... I, I can't bring myself to do that. My only experience of that is when we were doing the um, Void Sword, where you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to ask someone if they want to do it. Oh, look, someone actually wants to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Is that, is, that is the only thing yeah. that I've used it for. And whilst I I feel like that went well, if, I, if you weren't there and I was doing it purely with I guess two other randoms in that situation or five other randoms in a in a strike situation I I wouldn't be able to cope. Hmm. Um I can understand so that. I I don't think I'm ever going to get a raid done. Um which sucks but it means uh, the bunch has got to make more stuff for me to do. I mean if uh, if you ever want to do it. Uh now that the hard mode and the normal mode exist. Uh I could do both of them on the same character, and I can get stuff for both. Um, uh, especially now that everybody is higher level. There exists a subreddit called Destiny Sherpa. I don't know why it's called Sherpa. No idea. Um, but it exists. He's the... probably leading you through the raid. Is that what a Sherpa is? Well, the Sherpas are the ones who lead you up Mount Everest, don't they? Oh, that makes sense. Never knew what the word Sherpa meant. Thank you, Ken Ross. Uh, <laughs> Destiny. No, that's no, good. No, I'm, I'm not saying that in a sarcastic way. I'm glad I know it's Sherpa, man. I thought it was some stupid word made up for Destiny. Um, <laughs> where, uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> it's just, uh, I didn't realize it's been 40 minutes. Uh, well, has it been 40 minutes on Taken King so far? Evie's <laughs> been, been half live tweeting um, us playing. It's like recording Permadeath podcast right now. Kinross and Bill have been talking about Destiny for like 20 minutes, and I'm just sat here snacking. It's been like 40 minutes now. OMG. <laughs> Yeah, I should probably, we should probably shut up about Destiny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there exists a subreddit Sherpa where you, where people put together groups to help people out who haven't been in it before. And I think if I teamed up with one of them and like took you and a bunch of other people who have never done it before through and like didn't just like, okay, here's where you're gonna stand and listen to me. Like, and actually I, I guess did that's it. what my my issue is is like those five people may well have already done it before, and I'll be the guy who's just completely mm-hmm. clueless. Yeah, that just... that's where the Sherpa subreddit comes in handy. And like the Destiny community, I don't know if it gets enough credit for. Just how many good people are in it, uh, because I know the game gets shit on a lot, but I don't know how the community is perceived. There's lots of toxic people. There's going to be in any big game, um, but there's a lot of really good people that you meet. Randomly. I mean, I didn't know there was a community. Um, <laughs> it exists, um, and that's what I think. They can say that they can take credit for it all they want, but the community that exists on Bungie.net and Reddit is huge, and and just it's a outside of the game community that I haven't seen for a game in a while. Um, and it's because Bungie didn't really include it in the game that it exists so through such a necessity mm-hmm. and that it formed one of the best things about it. But, uh, so I don't know. Yeah. Buy it. If you haven't played it, if you want a game to play with people, uh, it's good. A lot of value in it, a lot of content in it now, which is, I can't say if I couldn't say a year ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite experiences of the year. Had a lot of fun so far. So what else have you been playing, Abby? I don't know if she's here right now. She might not be here. Oh, God. <laughs> oh there you are. <laughs> You're right there. Uh, yeah, I've just been reading fan theories about Life is Strange while you've been uh, doing your thing. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I thought maybe I should every now and again be like, "You're right, Abby," but I figured that you'd probably just do something else for a bit. Yeah, that's that's pretty much. Anything interesting on the fan theory front? Have they explained yeah, um, explained why the storm didn't go away? 
No. No. Uh, did they explain why uh, any of it mattered? No. Okay. Get on it, uh, fans. Are, are we doing <laughs> questions in this episode or no? Um, I mean, we did say it's going to be a long one, but we also said it's not. We're not going to have one for a while, so I feel like we should. And I can just put an annotation at the start saying when the uh, questions start, so that people can listen to the questions and then go back if they want to. Okay. Um, maybe try to keep the answers not super detailed. I mean, I don't mean that as in don't give them thought. Uh, Goodness, Bill, how rude. <laughs> but we'll just not have a situation where we ask what our favorite genre of music is and then suddenly start talking about it for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> is that what happened? I don't think it was 20 minutes, but Bill was like, oh, what an easy question. 10 minutes later, what a brilliant question. <laughs> We do actually have a question by email as well. Oh, what? what? That fuck? I have been saving since the 5th of October. Hold it out. Oh, first, that's, that's a month old. Yep, it is. <laughs> uh, so I have well, this that. is a surprise but... question. I usually see all the questions yeah. beforehand and get time to think about them. But... Ah. Uh, who's going to read the questions? Well, are you, reading, are you reading the email question? Oh, I, I can read all of them if you want. I don't know. That's what I'm asking. All right. Uh, Pat asks favorite games you used to emulate but own legit now none of them you, because you don't any game you've emulated you've never bought or you've never emulated I've just I've emulated but I really only emulated for like five minutes okay like Mega, Man, like Mega Man 2 I used to emulate N64 games before the uh, uh, virtual console was really a thing mm-hmm um, especially when the Wii U didn't have any N64 games, and I was like, man, I really want to play Majora's Mask pretty bad right now. So I emulated that, but now I own the 3D version, so... I emulated Pokemon White when that wasn't available in <clears throat> Europe, mm-hmm. so it came with an English patch that only translated some stuff. So... uh played it through until you got to the ferris wheel and i had no idea what was going on and then you got on the ferris wheel with n and it said some japanese stuff and then i pressed the next text box and it said king of team plasma (laughs) (laughs) so i stopped that's that's a fair way in that you managed to get yeah because i I really wanted to play pokemon black and white Mm. Uh, because i've been watching the anime and stuff so Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it in terms of emulating. Like, I'm not, I'm not too big into it. Um, I briefly emulated Majora's Mask, um, which I do now own. Um, none of these count as favourites, really. Super Mario 64, I did obviously so I could let's play it because I didn't have a. Um... Yeah, I was gonna say when we did the coin collecting things, I emulated yeah. Mario 64 then. But you already I owned it to record it, but I. I've, uh, I own that game like yeah. five times now. So. Um, I don't own it on N64. I picked it up on the Wii U. Uh, and Pokemon Silver. I my I didn't know it was emulating at the time, I will say. My dad just said, you like Pokemon? Here you go. It's oh. a new Pokemon. I'm like, cool. Um, and I think I've played through all of Pokemon Silver and then ended up getting Crystal for the Game Boy Color. So I, does that count? If not, I bought Soul Silver. Heart I'm Gold, even. To, 
if um if I upgrade my PC, I'm tempted to emulate Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii because it uh, you can install like HD texture packs that make the game look awesome. I hear that that's ended up fairly stable now, but I'm not convinced. Um, I imagine there are points where you will get slowed down regardless of how good your computer is, because yeah. there are points where there's like 20 mech on attacking you at once. So um, I, I, I wouldn't ever I wouldn't class that. any of them as favourites, though. Uh, Everyone knows how I feel about Super Mario 64. <laughs> I love you're it. Wrong, but... <laughs> I love it. It's a now. Just not of my time. See, it was of my time. And that's I mean, I suppose it technically was of my time, but I didn't play it then. Anyway, Monsieur Daniel Hong uh, returns to form with two questions. Uh, the first of which is, if you could meet and have a conversation with anybody in the gaming industry, who would it be? Oh, Howard. I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> or, I don't know if I could pick between them, Shigeru Miyamoto, mm. one of the two. I, w- I would have probably said Miyamoto or... Um... I know. I or know. if I could like completely destroy time, Satoru Iwata. Well, yes. Choice, if, but... if if anyone, Iwata would have been amazing. But uh, if I, I could have time travel powers, potential plausibility that I could someday end up randomly talking to Miyamoto or Aonuma. Aonuma would be cool. I mean, we've been in the same room as Aonuma. Uh, Aonuma. Yeah. Which was cool. I was like, oh my god. We've been playing Go Go Nihon. (laughs) I'm bringing that in now. Game we played. I'm replaying the 2015 version of Go Go Nihon with Ebi. Plug. Three and a half hours into this podcast. Plug. (laughs) We did this wrong. Yeah, I'm not Um, sure. There's got to be someone. That Bill would want to talk to Bill Trennan. What's it like having the same name as me? <laughs> <laughs> probably, uh... Is that what Bill would say to Bill, or what Bill would say to Bill? Probably just what Jeffrey... Bill would say to Bill. Probably Jeffrey Kaplan. He works at Blizzard. Uh, he was one of the lead designers on WoW up until... Uh, was, it, was it right before or after Wrath of Lich King he left and started working on whatever their next thing was, which ended up becoming Overwatch. Um... Was Lich King when it started, like, after Lich King's thing started to go down? Lich King, yeah, Lich King was like, the game in its user base wise. Cataclysm is when it's pretty apt I thought name. Cataclysm was its highest point. Fucking everybody was excited about Cataclysm. I it, was excited about Cataclysm. I didn't even play one. Else, everyone so. was excited about it, and then everyone just kind of shit on it as it was out for a little while. There's. I don't really remember. I didn't play the end game as often in Cataclysm as I did other stuff. I personally didn't really care for a lot of the stuff in Lich King. A lot of people were really into it. I thought Northrend was garbage. People get on my shit about that. I really hated leveling up through Northrend. It just ruined. I just didn't care. Um, I, don't, I didn't really have as much investment in Arthas as a lot of other people did. Um, you know what pissed me off about WoW? Is that everyone who had played WoW for a while at that point was talking about this like Battle for Under City event thing. And I was like, man, that sounds like so much fun. Too bad I'll never get to play it. Yeah. What, is... what was that? I don't know. It was like one of the end events of one of the expansion packs oh, before I started playing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's... Where you were in like the Horde's main town, I guess. 
that's one of the things with MMOs and stuff like that. And even Guild Wars 2 had a lot of temporary events. It's like all this cool shit that just goes away then and you don't get, ever get to see it again. All that time spent on content. And... Token Rambu, the like online browser game that I've been playing, is so bad for that because there's an event out right now <clears throat> which is where you have to collect 40,000 beads to get one of the new swords. And... I took a couple of days off to edit some videos, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get 40,000 beads before the event ends, so there's no point in playing it now. Yeah. It sucks. That, that, that's, games. That's, that's an answer to a question we weren't even asked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Makes sense in context, though. So, so you'd meet the Blizzard dude? Yeah, I'd like to talk to him, because he was, um, and ask him, like, yo, could you please go back and work on WoW? I don't know. I think I think that after the uh, advert that will be Warcraft movie, I'm excited for that. After after that, I think that um, WoW is probably on the way out. Nah, I don't think that. <clears throat> it's we'll, see, we'll see. We'll see how many people the movie brings in. I mean, I don't think the movie will necessarily bring people to the game. I think the next expansion. Pack I I, th- will I, th- be. I think that the movie will bring well, not necessarily bring in new people, but bring people back as they feel like. I mean, yeah, it, this is how it felt to play WoW Warcraft I'll type in general. Back. Yeah, I mean, then they have the new expansion they announced, uh, Legion, which uh, looks actually looks pretty good. That'll probably bring in people around the time that launches. Um, I mean, they announced they're not going to be announcing their subscriber numbers anymore, and they're at one of the lower points they've been at in a while. But it is, it's, um, it's funny. It's funny to look at WoW's like decline in terms of it being the mega star that it was, um, but then I mean you figure it was you look, like the MMO, and then you figure you look at the climate now and like like back then like there weren't all these MOBAs that captured like millions of concurrent players a day. Uh, there weren't as many good options for MMOs as there are now. Guild Wars Two, Final Fantasy Fourteen, ESO, Destiny's around. Uh, you know, Diablo Three is cannibalizing their own players, and Overwatch and Counter Strike, and all these other games that have suddenly bursted out with millions of concurrent players. I mean, like back from like 2006 to like whenever WoW started declining, like as far as online games on the PC goes, like MOBAs weren't big. Uh, MMOs that were coming out were labeled as WoW killers, and they all sucked, like Warhammer and Age of Conan and all these other shit that was coming out. Uh, so like WoW had its time to dominate. Like games are going to decline, you know, and like. I think WoW still has a good amount of time left. It's still, even like, oh man, WoW's dying. It still has the most players out of any MMO on the market. Like, as far as a pay-to-play one goes, it still has like five times more than Final Fantasy fourteen. which, I mean, everybody who says that game's so successful and, oh, it has five million subscribers. No, it doesn't. It has around one. Uh, it has five million registered users, but they aren't subscribers. Uh, they've released that in their financial notes. Nobody reads those, though. Uh, I'm, I'm a WoW fanboy at heart, so I'm going to defend it. But I, I always like it. I like Final Fantasy fourteen, but I always like it when people kind of like shove that game in WoW's face. Like, look what it's fucking doing. But it's pretty boring at level sixty, and it doesn't have as many subscribers. No matter what you say, uh, still. Um, but I think it's on its way out as being the dominant MMO in time. But um, I think it's only a matter of time before that game goes free to play at the end of its life, and then it's going to surge again because it's World of Warcraft and it has a pedigree that is unmatched in the MMO scene. Um, sorry about my WoW rant. Uh, it's, it's my own fault. <laughs> it's my own fault. I will um, take the blame. Next question. <laughs> also from... No, that's not also from Daniel Hong. I'm sorry. Hey, I was going to say, Daniel I didn't, I didn't see I didn't see the two questions. so similar. Are you asking about Lou? You look at Lou's question? Lou. Lou. Lou, I'm very sorry. Your picture looked a lot like uh, Daniel Hong's you to look me like, in you my look, tired eyes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Lou asks, not not Daniel Bond. <laughs> Lou, look Still, like thank, you look... thank you, Daniel, for submitting a question. Lou, you look Sorry, like an anime Lou. girl. Before we move on, before we move on, Daniel, thank you for backing me on Patreon. I haven't said thank you to you yet, so I'm saying thank you to you and Permada. A celebration. Because I thought Bill would do something crazy, and I wasn't disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> So Lou asks, <laughs> "What game that hasn't been released in the West would you most like to see localized?" Every Otome game, every Otome game I want to play. I'm fine with Token Rambu. Token Rambu what if you could play Token Rambu on your phone? That that'd just be dangerous. I don't think I want that. <laughs> 3DS Tang- Token Rambu. No, that wouldn't work. It could. Oh, but we want other PvP. And it works as a browser game. It doesn't really work as a fully fledged game. Unless it was an Otome game. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> have the anime first. Uh, I don't really know of any. Like, I'm, I'm very much only aware of games that are out. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, no. It is getting released. I was going to say Pokken. Also, mm-hmm. Story of Seasons, which wasn't. Was it Japanese? I guess it is. But that came to the West in the form of America. And we're getting... Oh, yeah, we eventually, are. it's coming. I'm so pleased. Um, I might see it one day. <laughs> um... Right, mine would go in stages. Mine would be they would have to first port a bunch of the games that I want to PC, and then they'd have to release them in the West. Because uh, all of the Amnesia games that I want to play are on the PSP and PSP year. So that needs that needs to be on a PC first. Or PS3. Or PS3. Um, something, just so I can play them, because what I about, want to play about, them so bad. Is that Arslan game getting a yeah. localization? Oh, okay. I didn't know if it you was. You better believe even it. If it. Even if it wasn't, I'd just buy it in Japanese. I don't need to understand the story of that. It's yeah, a Warriors no. game. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there is anything, really. Uh, Dragon's Dogma Online. Just... That's mine. Can can you just use your choice to make Kamigami no Asabi happen? Yeah, I would if the anime was better. Uh, <gasps> mm. As as someone who is very into mythology, that anime annoyed me. Maybe the game's better. You don't know. Maybe it is, but similarly, if I'd watched, if I, I if I gather correctly, if I'd watched Amnesia the anime, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want them to localize the games. So yeah, when when they announced that they got. were. Right, the Amnesia anime is awful. When they announced that they were localizing Amnesia anime, I was like, game. the game. I was like, oh no, I'm gonna buy it just to play it and sort of have a laugh at it because it's really bad. I've I've played three and a half routes out of the five, and they're so good. I've had so much fun playing that game because it's like a proper mystery romance game. I'll tell so you good. what I want localized: Diabolic Lovers. No. It's prob- that's one of the ones that's most likely to happen because fucking Diabolic Lovers is ridiculously popular for no reason. And it is probably going to be like Amnesia and it'll be amazing. I don't think I'd play Diabolic Lovers, to be I honest. Would, I would buy it for you. <laughs> play it, you must! You'll, you'll be compelled by virtue of it being a gift. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll feel bad. So I'll be like, oh god, I guess I'll record it. <laughs> um... Yeah, mine are all like visual novels and stuff. Like I just want, cause I'm so, I'm in such a visual novel mood. But there aren't many that are actually from Japan that I want to play. Like Clanad's getting a release. 
eventually, yep. one day. I mean, uh, I'll admit I feel the same, but I don't have the patience for super long routes, so basically Go Go Nihon and um, Had a for Boyfriend are about as much as I can bear at the minute. I want to get back into Steins Gate, but I know that it's big. It's just it's the size that puts me off. I'm I'm happy with the route being like six hours long. If it's any longer than that, I get a bit like. If I fuck up now, I've got a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> yeah, it it also depends on because I'm I'm still not used to regularly saving. So if it's like in Dandelion's instance or Had a Boyfriend, where there is the same the bit that is always the same, I will always mistime my save so it's after the point where. I could just reload from that point and start a new route. I've I've always ended up on a route, and I'm like, oh god damn it! But um, um, yeah. what I want is basically if you're into Otome games, you need to go and buy Amnesia because then they'll be like, oh, people in the West want to play these games. We'll do more of them. Everyone who's attached that... to this bizarre Jelly Five person seems to be buying this game. You know what? Mm-hmm. Next time they release a game, I'm going to ask for a, re- a review copy. I'm going to do it. I'm mean, like, please. Because some guy with like 900 subscribers got a review copy of Amnesia. And I was like, what? <laughs> Does that mean I could have got a review copy of Amnesia? Are you kidding me? Well, now you'll be able to say, look, I played your game. Here's what I would have said about it before. Give me a new one. Yeah, just fucking localize things. I know that's a proper boring answer as well, but... <laughs> It's what I want. It's what I want. It's uh, also the the hardest to localize because it's all text. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, nice. Andy asks, "Is it true there's a place in a man's head that if you shoot it, it'll explode?" Um, I cannot confirm that because I do not have the bloody mess perk. It's not hip hop. You know? It's electro. What? It's from Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I don't remember much of Shaun of the Dead, unfortunately. Because that is a reference to Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, the secret question oh. from Le Email. Uh, which fictional universe appeals to you... Oh, this is from John W. Uh, which fictional universe appeals to you most? And for bonus points, nothing Nintendo related. Because, Damn it. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll admit, John W. is a friend of mine. And okay. he, uh, he found out about the podcast and I said... I am concerned that we, we end up being a bit Nintendo heavy. He's not much into Nintendo, and I, I asked him if it's too much. Uh, <laughs> and this is his response. So I guess there is occasionally a lot of Nintendo. Uh, that is why there is an extra challenge. But it's what we play. It's what we have fun with. So mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, you guys are the Nintendo folks. More I mean, sure than me. Too, but... I mean, not as much as you guys, though. True. I'm diversifying. Ebby's diversifying. But they're still the I, I never. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But uh, you guys are more into the. Uh, That's what you do, Nintendo stuff. I mean, we, stuff. I'm the only one who's, who could talk about Xbox One stuff. There's just nothing I want to talk about for it. Uh, so, Massive. I mean, you could you could give a Nintendo one. You just not get the bonus points that we apparently well, keep track of now. Was uh, Pokemon obviously? Which one? White version. I don't know. Yeah. Because they all seem to be like the red and blue. You you just get Kanto. But if you go, oh, if we for, go like later on, uh, yeah. I see what you mean. But if N- you're in like N X and Y, then um, N is in Pokemon White though. True. So that's why I would pick Pokemon White or Black. You know, whichever you prefer. <laughs> uh, 
But I'm going to try and pick a different game. So Okay. So we'll give Abby a half hour. Let's talk about Destiny some more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So you choose Mass Effect. Yeah, I choose Mass Effect. And I would, I mean, potentially choose Destiny only because I like things that take place in our own uh, solar system. Mm-hmm. Um, Mass Effect. Uh, if you if you were in the Destiny fictional universe, you'd know what the hell was going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, Speaking of, I, I read the story of Oryx. That is a really interesting story in all, the Grimlock yeah, Hearts. All, all the lore in Destiny is phenomenal. It is. Um, it's oh just, my god! They, they, <laughs> they need to put uh, Grimoire Terminal in the game. Like yep. it needs to happen. Needs to happen. I guess it needs to. That should be priority number one going forward. Period. To get people interested. I mean, I guess that's not the only thing. I guess not the driving force of the game. But come on, man, you read all that shit, and you know the only so way to see it. Yeah. yeah. Uh. For me, I would. Oh, and World of Warcraft too. I love Azeroth. Sorry. World, World of Warcraft two or World of Warcraft three? Uh, T O O. World of Warcraft two. Okay. In addition. Uh, as well. World of Warcraft as well. I don't know. All of the universes have something fundamentally wrong with them. Because <laughs> I the the problem with this question is I don't figure if I'm in this universe I am the hero of the universe I am me in the universe so mm, if, I was something, if I was to choose something like Halo or Mass Effect it'd be like I'm dead we're all fucked <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think of a game where I could do well uh I mean, aside from the dragons, I could probably do well in Skyrim, but... Vampires, uh, dragor, wolves... Not... If I stay in my See, village, I'm fine. The thing is, it's established in Skyrim that people don't live very long in in Skyrim because of all the, like, monsters. Because but for, when you well, marry for, someone, basically, of... in that game, when you marry someone, they go... They basically explain like, oh, we don't, we don't usually like do the dating thing. We just see someone we like and get married because we don't live very long. So, well, damn. Uh... Oh, you're dead. Oh, God damn it. I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say this answer. All right. Fallout. I'd be dead, or I'd be stuck in a vault that was all fucked up or something. But Fallout. Scavenging's cool. I like it. There you go. Not wrong with that. You'd be uh, you pick drive club and be a guy on the sidelines. You won't die there, Ken Ross. Sorry, what was that? You could, I was pick drive, you could pick drive club and be a guy on the sidelines. I'm pretty sure I almost killed one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't think of a non-Nintendo answer. I'm gonna have to choose some form of Zelda. Would you be long? No, I would not be long. Uh, just because I feel like that series, I mean, it could be Unless, outside of a game. Uh, it depends if you lived in the era after Ocarina of Time, where the hero vanished and uh, Ganon I think it goes to crap. <laughs> Ganon fl- like, like, flooded. somehow flooded the world. <laughs> well, Ganon didn't. The goddesses did because the people asked for it. Because mm. I, I, I feel like the lore... I'm forgetting my Wind Waker lore. Yeah. I'm sorry. I feel like the lore in the Zelda universe is probably the most interesting to me. Like I would like to be a scholar in that sort of environment um so i'm just gonna go with that generic zelda i'll be in zelda u i've got a cameo look for or, the bearded guy alternative answer animal crossing i don't even care about bonus points you ain't dying there that's for damn sure i'll just get to like live my life and pay my mortgage by digging things up out of the mm. ground and all your friends leave when you sleep for too long <laughs> 
So, oh, what a what a refreshing six month nap! Oh, my friends are gone. <laughs> or Firefly. In, in the mm. Animal Crossing universe, I can have a very big house and not work very hard for it. So, I don't know. Digging all day is quite hard. Oh, not in Animal Crossing though. That's true. I, even if I didn't want to dig, I could just pick fruit off of trees and then or go fish. and visit Bill's town and sell it there and make mad profit. Yeah, come on. Or over. just bring a single fruit back from Bill's town. And start your new fruit empire. Yeah, shove it in the dirt you, when you grow a tree. If you sell perfect fruit in a different town, you could easily pay for your mortgage. Like, <laughs> but then you get more mortgage. Yeah, but you could easily just. Do You're that making again. me want to play Animal Crossing, which is stupid because I play it for like a month and then I'm done. Every oh, time I'm like, oh, I want to play. I just remembered a game that I bought. Oh. I bought. <laughs> I bought Happy Home Designer. Oh yeah. I haven't played much of that. Uh, I finished it. I'm saving it for the tr- for the plan. I finished it the day I bought it, yeah. and I haven't touched it since. You might That's want to get your, to uh, new, your new set of amiibo cards. You might mm, uh, maybe. That's an interesting. Which one. are in the way on the way. So. Cool, cool, cool. Well, this is a long one. Yeah, it's about th- just over three hours ish. Oh, that's, uh, nice. that's actually not as long as I thought. 40 minutes right. of it is destiny. <laughs> it's alright. I wasn't here for most of it, so it's fine. Except for the people that come here for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think there are any of them, to be honest. Yeah, that's probably one or two. <laughs> just, that's generous, generous. Just one. Thanks. <laughs> for for solely. Well, gen- oh, I'm sure there's more than that. Well, I hope people come here for all of us. Yeah. And well, our cohesion as a group. I mean, yeah, if they came here for just nice. one of us, it'd be kind of a mess, you know? <coughs> just God, why won't these other people just shut up? <laughs> I just I, I'm willing to bet that there will be <laughs> several people today who really wish we'd shut up instead of talking about Destiny for 40 minutes. Well, but, uh, it was a long time coming talking about that. Um, yep. And it was kind of a... I mean, I didn't really know where to begin talking about it. It would have been easier to focus the discussion as the months went on playing it, but I had like two months of Taken King mm. to like shit out. Um, and the next a... podcast is going to be all about Fallout Four, so <laughs> yeah. and Game of the Year. Um, game of the Year. What time? Uh, well, I eat Fallout Four. What time are you guys leaving? Or about what time? Or what, what day? Uh, about ten minutes uh, on a Friday. Well, Mid December. <laughs> Well, we could probably get a we could probably get a Fallout episode in before you guys leave. I mean, we could it, we could do a smaller. I mean, like, yeah, less, I mean, less no, podcast no, no, episode no, 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 and more of a. We're just going to talk about Fallout. But I mean, yeah, the problem is you are going to have yeah. to be like Ebby. You need to stop playing Fallout for an hour. <laughs> True. That's the problem. But anyway, uh, if not, we'll see you in the new year. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good Christmas and a new year. Are you t- are you telling that to me? Or are you talking to the people listening? Well, I imagine that I won't talk to you until the next episode. Oh, I'm sure I'll talk to you next week. We'll probably talk right after this, I hope. Unless you want to yeah. hang up on me. Um, well, I'm going to go eat dinner oh, uh, brilliant. once we end this. I have things to discuss. Um, I mean, I can come back on uh, okay. for a second. Um, <laughs> I'll just mute my mic if you guys are staying in the call or something. Or if you just want to do it over text, it doesn't matter. Uh, but I'm definitely going to eat once this... Is it, well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> forgot, but we, <laughs> we're still recording. <laughs>